even when he hits the chain and, and says, says "ow," oh, that's a Han totally Solo Han Solo. Thing. Yeah. When he has the lightsaber surrounded yeah. by the absolutely, you're absolutely and he right. He is, he is playing thing. Han Solo's after, son at that point. After Ray kisses him, and there's that smile. It's this goofy Han Solo smile, yeah. like at the end of Return of the Jedi. And he, yep. he somehow he weaves all that in with no dialogue, mm-hmm. like with Except he, he doesn't speak, just yeah. the word "ow." And it's amazing. Which might to have me. just been Adam Driver going "ow." <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a rough stunt. It's a podcast with a Craig and a Mike and a Michael on two mics. I'm so loud I needed two mics. It's loud guy in stereo. Squared. Why? Because he can. Because I can. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Changed it up for the new year. Happy New Year! Is this the first episode of the new year? This, this, this will be the, Jan- this will this, come out on New Year's Day. Yep. You are li- yeah, We're, listeners are listening to this on Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. Which I understand is and, not technically the beginning of, of a the, decade, but it or is the mul- a beginning yeah. of a decade because we do the decades right. by the numbers, right. but it's even not though there was no year zero. And, you know, well, so we, everybody that's saying well, people, it's a new decade are wrong. People didn't count. No, it, no it, is, it is a new decade. Yeah. It's how you define decade. I don't think you people define counted. Decade of, it has to start from year zero, from year one, and every 10 years is a new decade. Or is it the 1990s are a decade, well, the what 2000s it, uh, are a decade? What do, what do people consider 2010? Is that a part of the, 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 the 2010s? The, the, not, the, the noughts or the, or the teens? The tw- it's the part of the teens. It's part the of the teens. Yeah. Okay. But technically, it's part of the first decade of the new millennium. Mm. Yes, but it is also part of the 2010. I don't care which way it is, as long decade. as we all pronounce it decade, like <laughs> President Kennedy did. <laughs> which which millennium? Having seen both millenniums. Well, by the way, Michael's. <laughs> Welcome back, Michael. Thanks, happy, guys. Happy 2020. Good to be back. Thanks for welcoming me into the new decade. Decayed. Uh, decayed. Finally, another another year after like I don't know which one's you. Hey. Um, I moved the inputs around. Well, well, I'm two. I'm 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 both of these. So finally, another another year where all the people reveling in Times Square can actually look through a, a zero with both eyes. There we go. Oh sure. Yeah. Because it's been like what eleven years where they couldn't do or ten years where they couldn't do that. A while since two thousand nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so having seen both of these millenniums, which millennium which millennium did you prefer? What? I um, feel like I had more fun in the last millennium than in this one so far. Well, the yeah, one because with... you were a kid and didn't have any responsibilities. <laughs> I'm very over this millennium. I very prefer this millennium has got me working. <laughs> yeah. The millennium you got a I boss preferred... an alarm clock. Last last <laughs> millennium last millennium I was a kid and then I was in high school and then I was in college just having fun. Things were so much easier in the nineties. <laughs> Cartoons were better. Go ahead. <laughs> I preferred the Millennium with Frank Black. Which Millennium is oh, that? Oh, that's the three season box show that that I never watched. <laughs> then why do you, why do you prefer? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's the one I listened to Frank Black a lot in the nineties. Hmm. That's the that's the decade I prefer. Wait, no, it was Millennium. Shoot, never yeah. mind. <laughs> Moving along. You're terrible at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we were doing a game. Oh, you have the buzzers. I put them back over there. Put them away. Only two of them work. 
That's um, okay. We only need three to work. Think this we, is a we, game? Need to, we need to get more buzzers. Yeah. Um, Actually, we need, buzzers we need AAA there. batteries is what we need. I looked at them. They, they take batteries. Okay, so we can so. open them up and replace the batteries. A little housekeeping, everybody. So. Fortunately, I bought a 48-pack of AA batteries from Amazon Basics. Crap. <laughs> Darn it. That I, like five <laughs> years ago, and I'm not even halfway through them. They're going to go bad before I get to the end. Right. Do you keep them in the refrigerator? No. Batteries were a much bigger problem when I was a kid than they are now. I needed a lot more batteries as a child than I do well, everything, as a 33-year-old uh, so, man. So many more well, things come with a built-in battery and a charging not, yeah. cord now. Yeah. yeah. Having I, I, rechargeable batteries, that was like a huge splurge. You were, yeah. you were a, a rich family if you could afford rechargeable batteries. Yeah. Oh, my, fam- my family bought me rechargeable batteries because I had a Game Gear. And I needed six double A's that only ran for like three hours. I don't know what that is, but I've heard of it. <laughs> it's the Sega handheld. <laughs> it's the Sega oh, version okay. of the Game okay. Boy. <clears throat> um, so as you're listening, it is New Year's Day, or sometime after that, if you don't listen on the first day. Um, Should we be quieter because everybody's the, hungover? For those Should of you, be quieter? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, got, you got drunk and you're hungover this morning. That's your problem. <laughs> don't put that on me. Way to bring in the new de- decade, everybody. <laughs> um. Just a note, on the 7th, on Tuesday, January 7th, there will be a Kickstarter what? for, um, I'm doing a really nice, pretty hardcover of Capers for those people who want, who want one. I'm going to see what? if I can make this Kickstarter happen. How much of Capers does that include? Is that just the original Capers? It's going to be just, it's the original game book. Okay. Um, you'll get the PDFs and everything. There will <laughs> be like a ba- 17 versions of Capers. Yeah, now, right? there, there will be a backer <laughs> tier to just get PDFs for people who just want those. But you can be able to, the idea here is to get a couple of hundred people mm-hmm. who want to get a really nice hardcover mm-hmm. that's going to get printed like at a print shop rather than print on demand kind of stuff like actual printing press mm-hmm. sewn binding hardcover glossy paper richer color um it's going to have sewn in bookmarks you know mm-hmm. the satin bookmarks um uh the inside covers and the end pages will get printed with stuff um it'll be just a nicer book that sounds awesome. and a book that'll hold up better long term for people that are how buying. much more are they because of those bookmarks the bookmarks, we talked about this on the show. Those the are surprisingly expensive. They, they, they run <laughs> compared, about, compared to the other upgrades. They you run can get. about a buck a unit per wow. bookmark because they have to get hand stitched into the book mm. or hand glued in. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I've got the numbers all worked out. I figure if I can do about 300 backers and 200 of those are want the physical mm-hmm. book, then I'm at, in a position where I can get that book to everybody, ship it to them, have enough money left over to print a couple hundred copies for myself mm-hmm. that I can then put in conventions. And, right. Take around and game to the shows and stuff and, like that. Have you put any more th- any more thought? And have you thought any more about Capers, the whole kit and caboodle, with the crate and the like burned the box? Ooh, that's the, like, what you need to call it too. The, yeah, that's his idea. That's yeah. his <laughs> calling it the whole kit and caboodle. Have you, the have box you, have you thought I've, about that anymore at all? It's the problem is, is that kind of kind of that's in the stratosphere. That's gone. Gotcha. That's probably not going to happen. Gotcha. The problem is box set items. Box sets are even for the big companies that are doing big print runs. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when box sets were really really big in yeah. like the nineties. Um, and they, they say they still happen now and, and they are, they are now and were then typically loss leaders for the company. Gotcha. They are, uh, they were things that were trying, they like, they would sell you the box set for the forgotten realms so that you would buy other forgotten realm supplements to go with it right. for the, they're giving away the razors to sell the blades. <clears throat> right. And, um, they, they sell them, they do like now it's popular to do as uh, beginner boxes. Um, to get people into the game so that then they will eventually buy the you know multiple hardcover books. Is there a version of that that would make sense for capers? Not really. Gotcha. Not when I have to handle all the shipping myself. Right, 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 right. Got to be a headache. 
I mean, it, there's there's a version of that where I get like a thousand boxes made, mm-hmm. and uh, then the per unit price on the box plus all the stuff you put in the box, right. and then what you charge for it, and covering in the dealing with shipping and everything, where I can actually make a profit off of it mm-hmm. a little. Um, because you're going to sell this thing as a, at a discount, right? Right. You're not going to charge full price for all the pieces. Um, yeah, but I got to, you know, how many, how many? I got to get a thousand boxes made, right? You know how much that's going. Yes, the per unit price will be way down. Be all over your living room, and like stacked no, up. No. The, you should have thing? a you should have a box assembling party, and we could all come over and put the boxes together, and you get a shrink wrap machine no. and get high on the no. fumes. No. No, why would I do anything? We'll just of that? get a shrink wrap machine then and get high on the fumes. Well, you can do that here. So, no, that's not happening. Mike is really interested in these shrink use, wrap fumes. Did you Say get what? to use the shrink wrap machine at at, at Blockbuster? When I worked, uh, not at we didn't we never did shrink wrap at Blockbuster. When I worked, um, I ran these two video game stores, these two franchises for this guy for a while. And I had to do the shrink oh, wrapping there. Back in the independent video store days, the end of the independent video yeah, store days. Yeah, it was. Wow. It was. The, it was the tail end of that. Was it one was, of them um, a Rose video? No, it was. Um, <laughs> no, it's Shit's Creek. Watch it. It's awesome. It's, it's a franchise called Play and Trade that still exists in oh. some places. Um, but they're, well, good they're for not. Them. Yeah, they're not good franchisors, and so what happens is oh. a, play, a, a play a Play and Trade will open, and then Play the and fran- Trade, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, and then the franchisee after a couple of years will be like, "This is nonsense. Why am I cutting these people in?" And the store will be renamed something else, and they'll just be their own thing. But I got to use the shrink wrap machine, and I was horrible at it because you got to shrink, like you got to take the heat gun, and you got to shrink it in the right places mm-hmm. to like fit it over whatever you're shrink wrapping. And you have to leave enough. And if you tighten it too, if you tighten it equally too, around, on yeah, all sides. if you tighten it too much in the wrong spot, uh-huh. it like breaks open and splits. Or you and, get like the big pointy ears on the corners yeah, yeah yeah i was horrible at like i just i could never welcome to shrink wrap burger yeah <laughs> greg's like talking oh, shrink wrap. my god <laughs> I, so only... we'll do this at craig's place with all with his thousand boxes of the only plastic wrapping that i did on in, was on an industrial level where we were wrapping full pallets right of of paper you just have like and that's the, where you just have that roll of roller, huge shrink wrap the big, the big thing that's yeah. the furniture the pa- roller yeah. it spins the pallet around for you <laughs> and then and then when, and did then you when, ever put anyone in it when you were horsing Lord, around you could kill them <laughs> <laughs> suffocate them to death yeah yeah you would it no, you just have tight. them stand on a box so that their head is above the top of it yeah no <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't do that. I liked my job. This is I why made good money I would have in the summers. Fired from that job. Oh, I definitely would have done that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'd have although, definitely lost a job doing that to somebody. I did once, and the the company's defunct now, so I'm not even going to get in trouble because the the paper mill's dead. Um, I did once when it when one of those rolls got down to just a little bit of shrink wrap because it's on a on a big like three inch heavy cardboard tube. Yeah. When it was down to just like a little bit of shrink wrap. I took that off of there and I put it in the trunk of my car. Uh-huh. And then And then you had shrink wrap for the next decade. No. Excuse me, no. decade. Then I went over to a house on Friday after work where friends of mine were in a garage playing in a band and I shrink wrapped my friend's parents' van <laughs> <laughs> before I went in. <laughs> Wow. And I shrink wrapped it around. I probably I walked around the van like 20 times. Oh my god. And pulled it tight. 
How'd they get it off without ruining the paint job? It took him like 15 minutes with a box cutter to be really, really be careful, careful. <laughs> going wow. through it at where he ended up. The, the best luck he had was he cut it at the, the seams seam in the door. Between the door and yeah, the body. Yeah. Uh, and even then you have to be really careful. Otherwise, you're going to still scrape the inside of the box. Also, yeah. your friend had to had to undo it. Oh, yeah. no, I, when, when, He was when like, they, oh, crap. I can't let my parents was, see this. When everybody was done practicing, I got in my car and I went home. Oh, <laughs> And then I heard about it afterwards because I wasn't about to stand there. Right. And, uh, you know, have them look at me and have my face be going. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Steve, I don't, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so, so as so far as I know, Matt thinks, um, to this Matt. day, Matt still thinks that uh, one of his other classmates came by and did that. Because <laughs> this was after, I mean, this is like, this is this is this was during a summer after I was out of high school, too. This is like the year after I was out. Matt was still, he was a year younger than me, so he, oh. was, in, he was still in high school. I was gone. Like he's, yeah. But he had classmates that would pull crap, like, you know, prank stuff, prank people. So, Craig, is there anything else coming down the Nurburg Games pipeline in 2020? We can start Capers, typing. Capers, Capers off world. Capers off world. Okay. That's going to wrap that all up. Yeah. Awesome. That'll happen right after the, the hardcover thing gets done. Did you think that Capers would go as far as it has? Nope. Wow. Not at all. Would you, would you <laughs> consider Capers like the, the breakout hit of Nerdburger games of the whole Absolutely. Lineup? It's the flagship. It's the flagship product. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel like, um, it's the USS Capers. Sure. Starfleet Nerdburger games. <laughs> I feel like um, NCC seventeen oh one. Since Capers, B. since Capers was one that I because also play tested. and acquisitions is A. I don't know. Okay. Since Capers was one that I also play tested, I feel like I also <laughs> had a hand in in, in Capers' success, and so it's very gratifying to see how the the long legs that that Capers the Capers lifeline has had. It was a bunch of people. What 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 it came down to is a bunch of people during. The Kickstarter for Capers before anybody had the game in their hands. Mm -hmm. All I, I gave everybody the uh, the PDF of the Quick Start, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the short version, the little preview version I had, um, and I had a handful of people asking me if there were going to be supplements. Yeah, and so then I ran a poll, mm -hmm. and I got like a hundred people saying, "Yeah, I'd buy supplements." And, and how like, many supplements right, has, has there? Have let's there give been? it a try. <laughs> how many? Uh, the Off World will be the the number what supplement? Three. Number three. Gotcha. Three. And that'll be it. So yeah. So anyway, another thing, uh, uh, if you listened last week, um, and you maybe didn't get through the whole episode yet by now, <laughs> because it was three hours long, but if you listened last week, you know that we had a game show featuring uh, Mike was uh, playing um, uh, uh, movie theme songs from the London Starlight Orchestra, performed by London Starlight which Orchestra, which was a CD that my coworker found at Goodwill <laughs> in the bargain bin. Yes. And so while that was happening, I found that London Starlight Orchestra had other CDs, and I got, um, and I ordered on the show, and I now have it in my hands. There it, it was, is. It He's was, holding it. It was delivered yesterday. Physical CDs. Um, the very best TV themes by London Starlight Orchestra. <laughs> and I thought I'd play a few of these and I think see that's... if you can guess what the theme yeah. song is. Okay. What that's period... clever of them to put what... very best on their CD. What yeah, period of time best. do these TV shows come from? Is there, are they all kind of uh, different? They, they like skew, 70s and 80s? These skew to the late 70s and 80s. Okay. So do we need intro music for this? No. I thought you said you wanted we're to hear this. not doing a game show. No, that's for the thing we're talking about later. What thing we're talking about later? The whole Star Wars thing we're talking about later. Remember oh, I thought you emails? said Star Trek. Isn't this Star Trek? I don't know what oh, he's yeah, talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, let's skip to the good disco part. Oh, wow. 
That is not bad. This is great. <laughs> Isn't this great? That's really good. I love this. I, you still haven't sent me the songs. I will. Oh. You know what I still have on my phone? There's a string quartet. There's a string quartet that releases albums of like 90s pop punk bands as string quartet songs. And there's one that's like one of some... I can see that working. There's one that they just oh do all some 41 songs, which is a, a huge pop punk band that broke out when I was in high school. And it's just like pop punk music played by a string quartet. That's wild. Speaking of punk, I heard, before we get into this, I heard, or I saw online, somebody had a little discussion of um, different musical styles and how they, what they're kind of about and how they mm-hmm. sort of relate to one another. And yeah. it was like emo, um, the world is dark and um, and it's really depressing. Um goth is the world is dark but there's a strange beauty to that right uh punk is the world is dark and i'm gonna fight to not make it dark yeah and then scott is the world is dark and i've got a freaking trumpet yeah (laughs) 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 i enjoyed that oh man um so anyway here we go let's see i gotta find one to play that hopefully we'll recognize take your time you playing that off of the cd Oh, I know it. I just can't. Is it Silver Spoons? No. This is Family Ties. Oh, <laughs> that's a little bit before my time. It's a little a lot slow. Of be, yeah. They're not recreating this theme song. Okay, let's see. What else do we got? Got to find some. Find something a little from, more jazzy, a little less disco. Something a little later. The movie album. Trying to find one that you might recognize, Matt or Michael, because I know you're a little younger. I'm a youngster. This one you'll probably remember. Oh, 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 um, Mash. Yep. Yeah. This does sound like pretty much like the song. Yeah, it's pretty close. I only know that because you guys have played that on the show before. Yeah, that's our dead celebrity theme. The MASH theme song, yeah. <laughs> that's how I know that's MASH. <laughs> wow. That's it. That's the only way. Watch, go go, go find MASH seasons one through three. Uh-huh. Great comedy. Gotcha. Yeah. Ignore the final eight Does seasons. it fall off after three? Yeah. It's like The Simpsons. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the movie if you've never seen it, and then watch the first There's three seasons. Movie. Yo, yeah. How about this one? Oh, Miami Vice. <laughs> right? Well done. Nicely, nicely played. You need me to... No. Nice synthesizer. It needs to break into the actual recognizable yeah, is, part of the theme. This is a long lead in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it comes. Maybe. Gotta wait for the drop. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it never drops? Then Is you know drop? you're in the bad place. <laughs> There's the Latin flavors. Yeah, because it's Miami. Pseudo steel drum kind of stuff. (laughs) Okay, let's try one more. 
Well, that's just like right out of the show. Sounds exactly like the show. I've heard this before, but I don't know. The what bass show is it a little is. different. Is this Magnum PI? This is Magnum. Yeah. Ah, I was enjoyed. ruined by last week's. Matthew pointed out that the first couple of episodes of Magnum PI had a different theme song that was bad. <laughs> so we went on. YouTube Actually, and I lied. We, we do have to do one more because okay. this was this is the reason I got this. Uh oh. opening no idea oh <laughs> ah. <laughs> da, 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 da. the a-team everybody which i've been watching on tv on uh well streaming i've been watching episodes here and there what the hell is that they're going hard with the synthesizers in there that's the noise ba hears in his head right before he passes out from whatever they've doped him with <laughs> So that he can fly, right? Sure. <laughs> that would be Mr. T. Yeah. Okay. I ever told you guys about Mr. T getting inducted into the the Wrestling Hall of Fame? I don't think so. He um, it's this weird thing. No one really knows why, but in his <laughs> in his WWE Hall of Fame induction speech, and everybody gets to give a speech, he gave like a thirty minute long speech, and all he talked about was how much he loved his mother. Wow. That's it. It went on and on and on and on about <laughs> his mother and, 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 you know. How and she supported him along the way. How her body was never the right same and... after he was born. And she, sacri- she sacrificed for him. That's and getting a little specific. Over and over and over. I love my mother. Like, over. <laughs> and was it, he, and, 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 was and, he drunk? I don't know. But the crowd, <laughs> the crowd went on this journey of, like, at first... It was everybody was looking around like this is a little odd for one of these speeches, uh-huh. but it went on so long that it like crossed over the meme horizon, and everybody just started <laughs> cheering for it. Just started cheering every time he'd, he'd go talk more about his mom. People get louder and louder, like yeah, your mom, yeah, yeah Mr. T's mom, right? Woo! And so this joke in wrestling is like is like do you Mama love T. it? Her name was Mama, Mama T. T, right? And so the joke this like <laughs> jo- this like joke in wrestling is like do you love it as much as Mr. Mr. T, T loves, loves his, his mom? mom? <laughs> 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 deep, deep, deep pole. Oh, um, you, know, you, know you, know, know... you know why he did the name Mr. T, right? This why? is I, something I actually learned relatively recently. Um, why he renamed himself that. Because growing up, he listened to many, many a white man refer to, talk to his father and call him boy. Mi- oh. And he said, when I am old enough, I'm going to change my name so that when people address me, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is Mr. 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 Because no one ever called my father Mr. Wow. And so, hey, and then he... I don't know what his real name is. I just know Mr. T. <laughs> so, then... mission accomplished there. Then he cut his hair so it looked like he had a T on top. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he was going for. <laughs> Do you guys know what kind of ratings CBS gets on Friday nights? Probably not terribly good compared to the other nights of the week. No, it's absurd. No, is... it's absurd because did... you, you're playing the Magnum PI song. It's because oh, the re- CBS. The... Yeah, CBS. It's because the remakes of like Hawaii Five O and, and Magnum, Magnum PI are on, and then Blue Bloods is on with Tom Selleck. Oh, okay. So the, so the, so the, the over fifty crowd, what yeah, like the nostalgia millions crowd. upon millions upon millions of 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 over fifty people watching 
CBS on Friday nights. Yeah, I buy that. Sure. Yeah, that that's that's, that's actually they they solved what to do with Friday yeah. night. Yeah. Because like there was a time when it was like you know TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. We'll yeah. put all these like family oriented shows on. Been, and that been, works good as long as the kids are like six to twelve. Yeah. And as soon as the kids hit like eleven, twelve, they don't want to have. They don't want like, to sit and watch a TV show with mom and dad. Like anymore. wrestling fans are paying a lot more attention watch to ratings right now step. because of the because of the <laughs> because of the dueling wrestling shows on Wednesday nights. Wrestling fans are watching ratings now, and like everybody keeps mentioning like when they look at the ratings for the week is like. Holy crap! A lot of old people watch CBS, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> like they like they color code the ratings, like like you know it's spread f- spreadsheet, and it's like CBS is dark green, baby, like dark, For, dark, dark green. What's the demo? Fifty and above? Oh yeah, they're yeah. not in the demo at all. It's like okay. it's like fifty five plus. It's not it's not a good advertising demo, but. Because isn't it eighteen to forty nine is the sweet spot? Yeah. That's what everybody That's wants. That's what they always say, but you you want everybody. Just at yeah. different times. Like, well, the well, prime time sweet spot is supposedly 18 to 49. But yeah. That's the one that's, everyone quotes. It de- it that's the one on... that always gets me. It's like, that's that's a really wide demo. That's a 30-year oh, yeah. demo. Well, that's... And so, when they talk about the demo, it's normally 18 to 49. But then there's, like, a, like a demo within that that's, like, 18 to 35. Sure. And they'll report, like... It was like 0.49 in the, the 18 to 49 demo, but then like 0.36 in the 18 to 35. And those have different weights to like different advertisers. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what any of that stuff means anymore yeah. because there was a time when, you know, you had a show that got watched by 100 million people and you were like, holy crap. And there's nothing that yeah. does anywhere near that anymore because everything's so so split. There's yeah. so many different things out there. Things are like so a, much more specialized. A show gets 10 million viewers and people are like, oh, nice. This show's going to run for 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, speaking of uh, TV and advertisers, um, there are several of these on today as you're listening, and even more for us recording this weekend and in the coming days. Uh, bowl games. Ha- has anybody? I can't. I don't this, recognize any. Has of them anybody anymore. looked at the the names of the, the bowl games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. With I the haven't. Sponsorships. I don't recognize them anymore. I saw some, some saw of listings them, of stuff, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Some anymore. of them are downright ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Let's take a. Brief jaunt down yeah. college bowl game road. I'll hit the highlights here. Uh, well, I can't can't go without mentioning the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> Isn't that the PlayStation was the the game console that you bought with your employee discount? <clears throat> yeah, seconds it was, it before was, quitting Blockbuster. Yeah, it was a PS2. <laughs> that was a fun story to tell. The, your, uh, your very last uh, employee discount. Yeah, here um, in Atlanta today, this afternoon, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. I've eaten a lot of Chick-fil-A. I've never had anything peach flavored there. Well, you can get no, the, the milkshake. You can get the peach Mountain Dew now. What? Okay. <laughs> or, or soon. I'm not surprised that they There's have peach, peach flavored something. Yeah. I've just never had. They have a, they have a peach milkshake that's only available like certain times of the year. It's like their McRib. Okay. <laughs> the uh, our Badgers will be playing in the, the Wisconsin Badgers. That the is. Rose Bowl. Sure. Which They've been to the Rose Bowl a number of times. The Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. <laughs> It's not the Northwestern Ro- no. Northwestern Mutual Rose Bowl. I suppose Rose Bowl has enough clout that they can say, no, 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 no. It's going to be presented by. We're not yeah. putting your crap in front of Rose Bowl. It's not going to be like the, the Taco Bell Cheesy Gordita Crunch Rose Bowl. It's like... <laughs> the, now I'm hungry. <laughs> that's not far off the ridiculousness of some of these actual names. Yeah. Um, well, here's here's one that's really Energizer on... Energizer Bunny Rose Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> here's one that's that's very on brand. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Okay. Lockheed Martin, I'll take that. Uh, it would be weird to have the Armed Forces Bowl be like 
like the Taco Bell thing. <laughs> Sent by the Salvation Army. <laughs> that's, that's the wrong kind of army. Here's one. The this I this company I had never heard of until now. The TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl. TaxSlayer. TaxSlayer.com. Uh-huh. I assume that's a. Well, it's the new year. Time yeah. to get your start getting your taxes, taxes together, or let somebody else do it. How about the vacation rental by owner citrus bowl? What? What? Yeah. Well, they just called the VRBO, but that's what VRBO is. What? Vacation rental by owner. That's like. Uh, what is that? Uh, is that like vacation B and B? Air vacation? Yeah, that's that's the Uber that's, of vacations. That's that's the one vacation, that um what? that was before Airbnb. Oh, it's still around? Because <laughs> I've never heard of it. It came first, and I've never heard of it. Yeah. Did Airbnb around. not kill that, whatever it is? Apparently not. It's got enough to, to sponsor a It's got enough a, money sponsor to sponsor a bowl, a bowl game. game. Yeah. It's, well, or this is its you know dying last gasp. Yeah. And then there, there are if the ones that... we can sponsor that, this football game, we can turn it all around. There are... There, <laughs> there are a bunch that are... That they're not crazy names, but they're food sponsors, sure. and and so it's food bowl, and I would I would eat a, an outback the K, bowl, the KFC famous bowl bowl. Yeah, that's one KFC, of them. Yeah. The K, oh man, that'd be great. The KFC famous bowl rose bowl <laughs> <laughs> with bowl in there twice. What other foods are there that come in a bowl? <laughs> Not enough. That's how many. Yeah. How about failure pile in a sadness bowl? Exactly. <laughs> I had one not too long ago. America. Man, those are good. Okay, I'm gonna. Man, I'm gonna. Those are good. <laughs> they, they really, really are. are. They just. Oh, they're so good. I hadn't had one until this past year. A famous. Never bowl? had a famous bowl until this past year. Oh, I've had really? A, I've had oh, those are awesome. Did I've you get? Did you get the, the rice or the, the mashed old, potatoes? Mashed potatoes. Oh, come oh, on. Yeah. Rice. Yeah. Jeez. This kind is America. Of, what kind of? <laughs> what kind of terrorist are you? What are you? You're going to eat carbs, but slightly less. What the hell? <laughs> Go mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Okay. I want to be able. I want to be able to hold that famous bowl in my hand and turn it upside down, and have everything stay Stick. in the bowl. There you <laughs> go. Now this this next one is at least for a few seconds because yeah those potatoes aren't going to hold forever. <laughs> They're not adhesives. Yeah. What if they were? <laughs> then I've got a problem. <laughs> that's some serious uh, constipation. So that, that's the Dairy Queen famous bowl. Yeah. That that's the one that comes with the Metamucil flavored shake. <laughs> well, then they'd use it to hold the the, the construction workers' hats. Right. The I beams. Right. The other side of the I beam, like <laughs> metal, old crazy. While he swings his legs wildly, and you can't hear the audio. Yeah. Oh my god! Get me down! Oh my god! Hey, I'm gonna die! Hey kids, go look it up. Crazy yeah. glue construction worker ad. All the kids listening. You know, all the youngins <laughs> who don't remember that commercial. Oh, quick note. So, well, okay. Well, remind me of, I've got a quick note about TV sh- TV theme songs when we wrap up. Okay. What do you got? Uh, this one is not called the Frosted Flakes Sun Bowl, but it is called the not Frosted Flakes, like you would think with the Tony food. the Tiger? Really? The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, sponsored by Hyundai. What? Wow, they doubled up. Well, I, they may be just using an old logo. Okay. <laughs> But it says the Hyundai well, see, Sun cereal's Bowl a good one to go with a on bowl top game of too. Tony yeah. the Tiger yeah. Sun like, Bowl. Yeah. Here's the uh, Captain Crunch <laughs> Rose Bowl. <laughs> this... Oh, no, no, no. Sugar Bowl. Why isn't a Sugar Bowl yeah. a cere- always sponsored by a cereal? It should be. Yeah. yeah. This next one is Eleanor Shellstrop approved. <laughs> the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. <laughs> the what? That's right. Nova Home Loans. 
Well, when when Arizona gets a new, it would football... be even better if it was like Title Max or something. <laughs> when, when Arizona gets its when Arizona gets another football team, they're going to be the Arizona Trash Bags. But continue. <laughs> Why? Eleanor Shellstrop refers to herself as an Arizona, Arizona Trash, trash bag. bag. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite parts about the show is that she recognizes how terrible of a person she is yeah. or was because she has improved. That's the point of the yep. show. More um. More home loan type theme here. Loan Depot. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl in Nashville, of course. Franklin American, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. F A Franklin American. The Cheez It Bowl. <laughs> Cheez It. <laughs> they should just yeah. They should just get rid of the <laughs> the sugar, the orange, the peach, you know, all that stuff, and just let it be the Cheez It Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> The KF, the KFC. The Taco Bell cheesy granita crunch bowl. <laughs> yeah. I'd eat that in a bowl. This has to be another one of these local business sponsorships. Sure. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> I don't know what in that is. Tampa. Okay. Uh, they, they should. Mowers. They should sell. They should make them. They should make the sponsorship the bowl. But then that's the name of the bowl. So when someone else sponsors it the next year, it becomes the like. Quick and Home Loans, Taco Bell Cheesy Gordita Crunch Bowl, sponsored by Hyundai. The bad bo- bad Boy Mowers, Commercial and Residential Zero Turn Mowers. Oh, bowl. they make they make the mowers. Okay. Yeah. The Tropical Smoothie Frisco Bowl <laughs> in Frisco, Texas. Let's see. Tropical Smoothie. The Cherub. This sounds like a lunch you could order. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Sounds like a lunch combo. Yeah, it's a tropical smoothie. Oh, Frisco the Frisco bowl. bowl. What kind of drink would you like with that? Tropical smoothie. <laughs> Google. Would right, you go- like an apple pie? <laughs> Google up this one because I don't. I don't. I don't. It's a different bowl game. It's got text underneath that I can't read in the logo. It's too small. The resolution is too low. It's called the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. How the hell do you spell oh, that? C H E R I B U N D I. Exactly how it sounds. Greg. I think it has a cherry. It's something to do with cherries. Cherubundi. Cherubundi. It's an athletic drink. Really? Cherubundi. Yep. Okay. I have to scroll back up now. Looks this like, is my favorite. Looks like, one. looks like, look, hold on. I'm looking. I'm checking more. Okay. Is it high cher- antioxidant strength of any super, ah. super fruit juice? There you go. They are super, it's super fruit juice drink. So it's what got, I want in my drinks are a lot of antioxidants. It probably has cherry juice as well as other uh, dark red and purpley. And yeah, blue, that was the one that was featured on the page. Of, was yeah. real dark red. Yeah. Um, okay. Like the kind that will stain your white uniform if you're not careful. <laughs> drink that carefully. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, he's, this is he's, the last he's one. He's getting ready with the... This is my favorite. <laughs> getting ready with the drum sting. My terrible drum roll. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Wow. Yep. Oh, man. San Diego County Credit Union. Well, you're looking forward. I mean, you're looking forward, right, to, uh, you know, back in, in Milwaukee there in our home state of Wisconsin, Mike. The, uh, there's going to come a point here that Miller, that Miller name is running out. Yeah, isn't that uh, after this year? We're going to rename that to, like, the... What, Mil- was the, Mil- what was the last one? I don't remember. <laughs> they're, Miller, renaming, they're renaming what? Miller Park. Miller Park. Where the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers play. Oh, okay. Yes, where the Brewers, they, the team they, named after Brewing Beer, uh-huh. plays in, Milwaukee. in a park called Miller, which is a huge brand yeah. of beer in the United States and worldwide, really. Based in Milwaukee. They're gonna, that name's running out. 
That sponsorship was for a limited period of time. Twenty wow. years. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the freaking Airbnb second rate. Whatever. What was the thing called? Vacations. <laughs> VRBO. Yeah. Park. Vacation <laughs> rentals by owner. Park. Yeah. And I'll have to rename the street outside too because it is on Miller Park Way. Taco Bell Cheesy Gordita Crunch Way. Yep. That's, it's coming. <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> it's coming. Although, you know, I'm just trying to think. It's It's got a retractable roof. And I'm just trying to think, like, could you? is there something that would be appropriate? It's pie pieces. It's got to be some kind of pie. Oh, yeah, that's true because it is a pie piece. It's like pie pieces that open. It could be pizza. It, it could be from one It could be regular pie, yeah. dessert pie. They could paint the top. They could it could paint be the cake. Roof. They could paint the roof like pepperoni pizza. Ooh. And then it could be, yeah, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut Way, Pizza Hut Park. No, Rocky <laughs> Rococo. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to pick like tier 12? No, <laughs> Rocky Rococo chain. headquartered in beautiful downtown Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. <laughs> They're not going to pay for the Miller Park. <laughs> 30 minutes away. From, but, okay, fine. From Miller Rocky Park. Rococo can afford to have their name on that park for six months. There you go. <laughs> and then it'll go to something else. Michael, have you ever heard of Rocky Rococo? <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Like but to I be, said, but like to I be said, honest, I don't know 12. sports, so I haven't heard of any of this stuff you guys are talking about. Anyway, moving on. I have a list of uh, of pizza companies in the United States uh-huh. that I've been putting off doing, and, and but we won't do it today because we're guys, already running. Did you, did you guys live here when Donato's Pizza was a thing? I don't know Donato's. I, I D- Donato's, think I've heard of it, that, it was but a, I've never It was a there. short-lived pizza company. I believe it was owned by McDonald's for some reason. But they, opened, they only opened freestanding buildings. And they built them everywhere. Like like in Metro Atlanta, there were there was dozens of them. When, what time period? This would have been um, beginning of the two thousands. Okay. And they and their gimmick was that they did delivery and stuff. But if you went to eat in the restaurant, you would sit at the table, and there were phones like on hooks at all the tables, and you would pick up the phone and order your pizza. Good lord! From the kitchen, like like your staff. yeah, like like they'd bring it out, but you would order it over the phone, like you're ordering um, so you delivery. Would just call somebody back in the kitchen yeah basically yeah but the pizza, pizza. was the, but the pizza was <laughs> the pizza was fantastic was it the best pizza i've ever had in my life it's and all, they're all gone now they're all got they all no, closed up no they're not Uh-oh. really what? but are, no, is it the same not. donato's pizza d-o-n-a-t-o-s yeah yeah there's a couple dozen locations still really none here yeah, oh. none here. Well, at least around here in, in, Looks in like Georgia. There might be one like in Savannah. Looks they all like closed it. up really quick. And those buildings, they're they were a very distinctive building. They all looked the same and they were all they only built new buildings. So you can see those buildings all over town as other things. Used as other things. Yeah, they're they're all like dry cleaners or you know, tire shops or whatever, but they're they're all built the same way. You can reg- you can recognize them. Okay, you want you want your Donato's fix people who live around the different parts of the country or those of us who might travel somewhere? Mm-hmm. Get your ass to Cincinnati, Indianapolis. Um is that Birmingham, Alabama? Is that Cleveland? I mean, they must have been franchises. They opened up so many so close together. Columbus, Ohio has you can't you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Donato's in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. They're everywhere. There's probably 40 of them. Pizza was so good. They the cut it they area. cut it square instead of in slices. They were they were all oh. square cut. It was Mid- so Midwest good. bar pizza style. Yeah. So you good. Get that in Wisconsin all over the place. Mm. Square cut pizza. I've never forgotten it because it was just it was that good a pizza. Oh. Quick note, I was thinking, um, 
when it came to the TV theme show mm-hmm. thing. Like we're sitting here like, oh, listening. Mike, Mike and I are like, oh, nostalgia, right? The TV theme shows of our youth. Building up yes. our over 50 listening audience. Yeah. Well, in the ne- <laughs> when, the, when the next generation. The demographic when the, for podcasting. When the next generation hits um, our age and does the podcast and wants to listen to the old TV theme shows of their, of their youth. Yeah. They're not going to have as many to choose from of like well-known, famous TV mm-hmm. show theme songs because like for you, Michael... Well, for, your, for, your, your, when you were very young, there were still TV show theme songs, mm-hmm. but you kind of grew up in the period where the TV show theme song went away. Well, come on. I mean, everybody in my generation so, knows every word to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. We're talking nineties, but as soon as you yeah, like the 2000s. 90s. Yeah. A lot, of that, did, famous, a lot of that did go Name away. the famous TV show theme songs from the 2000s. Mm. That's that was kind of where everything went away. I mean, hell ER had a very recognizable theme song. When well, it started, were... and that show actually lost its theme song in the last few seasons because mm. they were like, well, we've, we've officially given up too much of our runtime to ads. We have to capture some of that mm, runtime yeah. back, and we're going to do that by not having a you know, 60, 70 second well, let me think. opening like, like theme. When I was a teenager, like I can, like, um, Smallville, that Somebody Saved Me song, that was huge. Um, I mean, in the 90s, there were a lot more like DuckTales and... Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot <clears throat> well, more. You're just, it. There's just not as many of them now. So there's going to be a point when people are going to be doing that. You know, they want to listen to the, the nostalgia of their youth. They're just not going to have that many to choose from anymore mm-hmm. because there's so many shows that just don't. Well, have the nostalgia song. won't well, come from the theme song. It'll come from like the memes that are. Well, out yeah, of your and that, that's, that happens with yeah. with plenty of that stuff. You you know, there's plenty of um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air memes too. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. like there's the. The one that I see all the freaking time, which is Will dancing with Ashley, yeah, in his in her bedroom, and he's got the the cummerbund up over his nipples, yeah, <laughs> and they're doing the head dance <laughs> where they're throwing their heads back and forth, yeah, I, that or the like, why don't he want everyone, why why don't he want me? Why don't he want me? Yeah, yeah, that gift that yeah, another good one. And Will Smith still looks exactly the same. <laughs> the one that exactly I'm, the same. The one I'm seeing all the time now is, you know, when when all the Christmas decorations are down and it's Will standing in the house yeah. after everything's gone. Like in the last episode, and right. he's just looking around. And there's nothing there. Right. So that's Gosh. how people think. That's how people feel when their Christmas decorations have all been taken down. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Guess how many Christmas decorations I put up this year? Zero. Correct. Somehow I knew that. I didn't either. But I I'm decorated not... my I decorated my apartment with Kurt. Kurt came over. He was there for a few <laughs> a few days for, around the holiday, and then he left. There you go. And I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to hang him anywhere, and I didn't have to take him down and put him in, and put him into storage afterwards. How much of uh, I didn't have much, to check know, his bulbs. I didn't have to untangle his wires. You know, I didn't I would, have to buy replacements, this or that, or pick up new ones because some broke or got lost. I would do Kurt a just few showed things, up and then he was gone. <laughs> I would do a few things in my old apartment, like I would take um, I would take um, like tinsel and Christmas lights and and string them together and hang them over the mantle, and I'd, I'd had a little stormtrooper stand up thing that I put a Santa hat on. But in my new place, I don't feel as at home, so I don't really. I haven't even hung anything on the walls. I've been there for like six. I don't months. put anything up because nobody comes over. And that's yeah. my choice. I see, I do stopped, have. I've, see, I do have people that come over. I just, come over. I don't like my new place, so I don't. I don't really want to like settle into it. You don't like it? Nah, not really. Huh. When did it, you it, move? It's, um, in I moved in in like June. Okay, I think. And how long had you or been maybe, in the maybe, previous maybe July. place? Like six years. Wow, that's yeah. a long time. So I don't. I don't really like it. I don't feel at home there. I think, and I think it's like I'll spend a year there and then find something else. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I am so not having people over anymore <laughs> nowadays. 
Well, I mean, when I got the apartment, I got it specifically because it had a living area that was large enough to be able to handle a group of people to come over. Yeah, and, play and games that's and that's kind of what I miss for my for my old places. I don't and have I just that I just don't do that yeah. anymore because I'm too busy like designing crap, and so yeah. I do all my playtesting when I do. I, sometimes I go places, or I'm at conventions, mm-hmm. or I do it, or I just do it online because it's more convenient that way. Mm. Um, and I, I I was looking. Um, don't. We're not going to get into a big discussion. There's nothing to discuss yet. But I was looking because I was curious. 40 minutes later. Condos. Okay. And I found condos that were like 570 square feet. And I was like, that's awesome. That sounds perfect. Because <laughs> my apartment is 800 square feet, and it's about 300 square feet bigger Dude. than I need. <laughs> yeah, like here's the thing: if I don't right, have the way I live my life right sure. now, sure, if, like if I don't square feet too big, yeah, like if I don't if have I got people a, a normal size bedroom, and then I have a living space that is about 50 percent larger than that, that includes the kitchen and dining, yeah, and then a regular size bathroom. And then, like, you got your utility sure. room or whatever. Closets that's that's plenty. Yeah, if, I don't, I, if I don't have people that come over, like, 300 square feet, I can do everything I need to do in my place and be fine. That's yeah. it. I lived in a 300 square foot studio mm-hmm. apartment once. And, you can't get yeah. studio, studio. Well, that's not true. I've saw, I did see a few. They're studio condos, like, where it's just, like, one big room. That's the, man, I, don't, I don't want that. I might could be interested in something like that. I want, I want the bedroom. Because I don't want, I, I have managed to avoid. You want that having, privacy when you bring those ladies home? No. <laughs> yeah, all those ladies. Um, no, like when I've, I live a life where I don't watch TV or mm. fiddle around on a computer or play video games or anything in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. When I go into the bedroom, yeah. it's to sleep. All I do in there is sleep. That's it. So, and I like that. I want to be able. I, don't, I wouldn't to want sleep to sleep in. I wouldn't want yeah. to have like a temptation where it's like now my bedroom's in the same room well, as my television. Even in my old place, there was really, there was really, I didn't really do anything. When I go to sleep, I go into the bedroom. Like in, like in, in my bedroom, in my bedroom, there was nothing on the walls or anything, and people would say like, you know, it's kind of bare in here. And I was like, all I do is come in here at like two in the morning and fall over and fall asleep that's it it's dark in here that's all that's yeah. all that's all that happens i'm never in here so. when it's light <laughs> you know, yeah i don't need like, to, i don't need I don't, to look at I don't, anything i don't even i don't notice. hang out in here <laughs> i don't yeah, you I know don't, i don't notice hmm boy I, I should have some more decorations on the walls why because i'm i spend 98 percent of the time that i'm in this room with my eyes closed mm-hmm. well even when i had a roommate i remember <laughs> when i had a roommate i was like listen my desk is going to be out in the living room because i don't want to be in my room all day so that's just you make your peace with that i'll I paid a little bit more in rent for the extra square footage, but I was like, my desk where I work is going to be out in the living room. It's not going to be so, in the bedroom. Like I said, I was finding, you know, five, five fifty to 600 square foot. And there's not a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But I was finding those condos and I was like, mm-hmm. that sounds really nice. And they're cheap as, you know, they're considerably less expensive yeah. because of the square footage. Um, although they might be hard to sell mm-hmm. after the fact, just Maybe. because that is an odd Condos I probably, in general I, are hard to sell all the time. I really should are buy they? something. Yeah, I really should buy something. Well, that's why I'll just get one and I'll just die in it. There you go. I'm in my 30s. I'm still <laughs> renting. Yeah, Craig's in his 40s and still renting. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, and people tell me like you should buy something, but it's like, eh, I don't know. Well, I found myself thinking about like without getting into any more. <laughs> we're going to talk about it a bunch. Um, <laughs> but like you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna move. And and move to a much smaller place. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a significant deal. Yeah, I am going to because I'm not asking you guys to come over and help me move. So I'm going to hire movers. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to have to purge <laughs> a lot of the crap that I have in storage and stuff like that. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to have to go through. I can't just pick it all up and move it. And the stuff that was in storage now goes in storage. I'm right. Just, I'm going to get rid of all that stuff. I'm going to pare my life down. Mm-hmm. I've I done just, that. I've done that a few times. I just there's there's stuff in my living space right now in the living area that I don't need to. Have have there anymore yeah it's just there because it was 10 years ago and i haven't moved it right 
I've already started purging in this room, although you nobody seems to notice. No. What have you purged? There was like did you stuff purge some stuff and then bring that wall and now there's less stuff. So what is all of this stuff? I mean, it's, it's all the <laughs> various boxes. Is it equipment? It's or just it... crap. It's okay. just crap. This is your storage unit, basically. Basically. Gotcha. This whole house is my storage unit. <laughs> That's fair. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Are we ready to talk about... Uh... Sure. It's been, it's been the, a couple of weeks since it thing. came out. Oh, boy. <laughs> nice. Thank you again, London Starlight Orchestra. That's right. So let's let's establish right now what what fair game is. Have all three of us seen the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Where are we on the Mandalorian? You've, you're done. Finished. Okay, Craig. I've not watched it. Not watched. Oh, you, boy. Do you plan to though? Eventually, yes. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so we can talk. We can talk broadly. Not paying for Disney not, Plus right now. Not for one show. I'm on a okay. free one week trial. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So we can talk. <laughs> we can talk broadly, but nothing. No. No plot points or anything like that. No. No reveals. Just in case you didn't know, this was Star Wars. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, the last Star Wars. Yeah. The ending of the trilogy of trilogies. Rise of Skywalker. So where did so spoilers? Did, oh yeah, yeah. Spoilers, everybody. Yeah. Spoilers. This, this will be. The, this will be spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie yet, then uh, yeah, go go. This see is it the now. spoiler talk. This this is your fair warning. If you haven't seen it, turn the episode off now. In five, four, three, two. Okay. So anyway, that was great how they killed all the characters. I right? know everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Rose. They just gave her three lines. Oh, they they should have killed her. <laughs> Poor Rose. Give her something, man. <laughs> let her let her die on that Star Destroyer at the end or something, some kind of moment. Well, no, she's uh they she's very important. She's a very important character. And I'm trying to find it's I saw I saw at the he- bottom of this list. I saw a headline where it said that <laughs> she's they, such they, an important character. I saw I saw she is the head of the engineering corps for the resistance. Mm-hmm. Hooray! You got a promotion and zero lives because everybody else died in the last movie. <laughs> well, that's right. They 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 kind of had no choice because yeah. there were only like a dozen people left. Yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. So so where did you guys like? I don't know if this is just me. I'm. How did you guys see it? Like, who did you see it with? Like, the, like, were you particular about... I saw it with about... my brother. Okay. And, like... and I saw it with Allison, and we were exactly two rows behind Craig and Kurt. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> I'm like... We did not coordinate. We didn't our... even coordinate. Really? Ended that up in completely the same happened on the like, like it was meant to be. We, we both bought tickets two, two weeks in advance without talking to each other, and wow. ended up in the same theater in the same It makes perfect sense, because Mike and I like the same situation. We went to the earliest showing right. on, Sunday. on a Sunday. Gotcha. And it was the first Sunday after... Gotcha. The movie came out, and it was at the theater that we both like. Yep, that has the big recliner seats. And yeah. Really nice. So was that was that the the one down at Cumberland? We're not going to say. <laughs> oh, right, gonna, right, right. Not going to tell anybody about that. That's our theater. That was that it's was where the I one saw right it. over beep. beep that, that's where beep, I saw. That's where I saw beep, it. And the beep. That's where okay. I saw it the second time. I saw it the second time there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go see it again probably Monday. See, I'm particular about like I'm all for it. like when a Star Wars movie comes out, especially like 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 a, an episode, like an actual. Star Wars episode movie, mm-hmm. I'm not, not a solo or a Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, like I'm, I'm particular I mean, about a Star like, Wars movie, not a Star Wars story. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even though I love Rogue One, loved term. it to death, but I'm particular about like, all right, who am I going to see this with? Where am I going to see it? Because I'm going to remember seeing this movie. Okay, like I remember, like when I was a kid, like my the first Star Wars in theaters for me was the the special edition re releases in the late '90s. Okay, so the original trilogy had always been like my Star Wars because that's the first one I saw in theaters. But I remember all of those. Like I remember, like I saw episode nine in the same theater that I saw episode three. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. 
I saw I, I, I saw I, Return I, of the Jedi in I the same theater I, I, I saw Empire Strikes Back, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. too young to go see A New Hope. Plus, nobody actually went and saw A New Hope right. when it originally released because <laughs> there was no hype. Yeah, nobody knew what it was. And I went well, and I where went, you lived apparently because it did far more at the box office than its two sequels. And I went I went to two well, friends. They, they released it. Kind of, it was like a soft release, and then it got all this big, huge press, and then they kind of released it the second time. Yeah, anyway. and I went to like two friends, and I was like, I was like, we're gonna see this together. I want to see this movie with you guys, my friends Ben and Laura. We all three went to see it, and because like I'm gonna remember years from now, like I saw episode nine in this theater with these people when I when I watch it again. Like I like I the life I live, a lot of things I do are, is tied up in my church, and so there's a lot of things in my life that have like a spiritual component to them. Seeing a Star Wars movie in the theaters, at least for me, is like as close to being a spiritual thing in my life that has no spiritual component to it whatsoever. It's like as meaningful. It's like the most meaningful thing for sure. me that's not tied up in my faith. It's like because I'm gonna rem- I'm gonna remember it. Like I want to like I have to like figure out where do I want to be and who do I want to be with when I take in this movie. And I made a good choice. Happy oh, good. It. And it was a good movie. I try not to remember the Last Jedi, but. I still do, but I was really happy with how this movie, like, I don't know that it threw The Last Jedi under the bus, but I feel like it did at times, and I appreciated that. There were a couple of things that it just ignored. Like, lightly retconned or just ignored. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or or fixed. A little bit, in my opinion. Literally, in in the case of uh, Ray's, uh, or Luke's, sorry, Anakin's. Lightsaber. I get the lightsabers confused. No, I don't yeah. get a about what the lightsabers look like. What did it fix? Like what? What meaningful story element did it fix? Well, it had it had to undo some of the things that the Last Jedi did in order to complete the story. J.J. Abrams started telling with the Force Awakens. Like what? Basically, I, I, honestly, like the directorial tug of war in a way. Yeah, I never hear anybody discuss about this. I hear people bitch about one movie and like the mm-hmm. other one, or vice versa, and they never actually tell me what the discrepancies are. That they have, that they take issue with. I want well, I don't to know. know that there's discrepancies. No, I've I been think, very I think clear about which discrepancies I didn't like. Well, it was well, two, are they dis- it was two are years they dis- ago that we discussed this. Are so. they discrepancies or are they story choices that you just didn't like? It's, there's a difference. It's over, well, overall story choices. It's, okay. it's, it's the, the over excessive use of, uh, of uh, what's the thing that Ryan Johnson did? Subverting expectations. Too, too many subverted expectations. Mm. It's like if you're cooking a pot of chili and you want to add some cayenne pepper mm-hmm. and you got a jar of cayenne pepper, you sprinkle it in here, you sprinkle it in there, you taste it, mm-hmm. you stir it up, you let it cook, you sprinkle some more in and you build it up right to that point where it's almost too much. If you like spicy things like I do. Mm-hmm. And then you stop Ryan. What Ryan Johnson did was he had this nice little pot of a star Wars episode simmering on the stovetop, and he went to the cupboard and he got his Costco-sized jar of subverted expectations. And he ripped the top off and dumped the whole thing in, and it just went... With the broken glass and everything. And it completely covered the pot, and it put out the flame, and it covered the whole stovetop, and there was just, like, this dust cloud. Right. <laughs> you still haven't given me an example. Like, what, what's the one that pisses you off the most? That he, like, he did this thing that was, like, that was unnecessary. Um, at every turn undoing the mystery that was yeah, set up in the like, first one. Like the major, making the, nothing like matter. The major things going into episode eight, just destroying like, everything. Like the major things going into episode eight were like, what is Luke Skywalker going to be like? Who, who is Ray? Right. Who? Um, well, he didn't subvert who is Ray. He just had Kylo Ren lie. Mm. 
Yeah, well, and well, well, that was nobody, kind of nobody, after, nobody after seeing what Nine, Kylo then Ren you're was like, saying when yeah. Kylo Ren told Ray that she was nobody, nobody trusted. I think that a that lot was of people. True. I think a lot of people trusted that. Well, then that was stupid because well, he's freaking Sith. Okay, <laughs> I think a okay, lot of people on, hoped no, he was on. lying. Is it that he was lying, I, or is that I is said it, until I have a definitive information from somebody that's more reliable than Kylo Ren? Well, okay, <laughs> I'm there's gonna, that. I'm going to assume that he's lying. But here's the question: <laughs> st- Like, is he really lying, or after seeing Episode Nine, is it that does Episode Nine make it that he was lying? Because I well, feel like coming out Episode Eight, it's about like, anything. If like if I tell you, you know, that the Earth actually has two moons, we never see the other one because it's exactly opposite of the of the one that we always see. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a lie. But then I show you a, a shot, you know, and it's not it's not no longer a lie until I show you a shot taken from orbit where you can clearly see two moons. It was like if if I tell you something and you assume it's well, I don't know if I'm if I'm explaining this right, but like was it a lie? Well, okay, what did Ryan Johnson ex, 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 uh, intend for it to be a lie, or did he intend for that to be true? To my mind, I don't care because okay. until they tell me in the story that it is this or that way from a reliable source, mm-hmm. then I'm going to and then I can assume what I want to assume, and I and I put you know I I looked at Kylo Ren and said <laughs> he's messing with her. See when I but see when I watch these because he's the bad guy. When we I assume watch, the bad guy lies. When I watch these three movies together and I watch Episode Seven, I think to myself, oh, they're setting up a lot of mysteries here. And J.J. Abrams is the guy credited with this movie, so these are... I, he's I, very good at doing I, that, and he's very good at not paying them I, off. Yeah, I attribute these mysteries to him. Maybe that right? was me not wanting to <laughs> have that worried... You know, have, that was maybe, maybe that was me not wanting to have that mystery. Oh, then good. I, then, All the mysteries are dead. Then I watch so there's I, nothing for J.J. Abrams to not right, answer. But then I watch Then I watch. <laughs> yeah, then I watch episode 8. <laughs> then I watch episode good 8. Good point. <laughs> then I watch The Last Jedi, and I think, oh, okay. Um, so instead of there being something interesting... You know, behind this mystery, this story tells me it's really it's a mystery, but it doesn't really matter. Like the you don't big, really you don't really know who her parents are, but they don't matter to the story anyway. The big part, I go, oh, I, the big I, part of me that was I was concerned that it was she was going to be a freaking Skywalker, and I was going to be like, we no, we don't not we, yet. We don't we don't need another Skywalker. <laughs> no, Jedi I was hoping she was going to be a Kenobi. I predicted plenty. a Kenobi. Yeah. yeah, but so then so then I watch episode eight and I go, oh, so I, what I'm being told here is that it's still a mystery, but it doesn't really matter to the storyline. We're just kind of dropping that story thread. Okay, yeah. she's she's one of, watch... one of the two or three most powerful force users in the galaxy, and she's just a random person, right? And this then is I... the first time that we're finding out that random people can be this ridiculously powerful with the force. The... Okay, then I watch episode nine, and I get that story. And episode... Anakin was born of a woman and nobody, <laughs> and became Darth Vader. Became yeah. a powerful force user. But I thought we were not talking about mini chlorine. Well, he has such a high mini chlorine count, no, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking this this is not the first time we've had somebody that just magically became a powerful force well, user. Well, he magically became a person. He was like well, Jesus. That's the point, yeah. that's <laughs> the Jesus point I'm making is that there was no there was like Ray at least had parents. There's always gonna be a be- <laughs> there's always gonna be a beginning. There's gonna be like you can have this lineage of force user, force user, and their dad was a force user, and that person's mom was a force user, and that person's dad was a force user, and all the way back. And at some point, there's not going to be another force user. So at some point, this was the first one in that line that has this power. My problem, and that yeah. could have been Ray in her family line. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Now they chose to make her a Palpatine, which and right. it was it was fun listening to people. Um, 
<laughs> who never used the word Palpatine. Right. In the original trilogy, <laughs> referring to the Emperor as a Palpatine or Rey right. as a Palpatine because the the name Palpatine did not get coined until the prequels. Yeah. Palpatine, yeah. the word Palpatine never happens in the original trilogy. Well, in storyline... So, I'm, Leia, you know, people saying the word Palpatine is like... Yeah, but you they're just the emperor, right? Like he doesn't have a name. He's right. just an evil emperor. <laughs> yeah. Well in, in canon anyway. in canon under the reign of the Empire, most people don't even know who the Emperor is. They know there's an emperor, but they don't know his name. They don't know what he looks like. Yeah. There's a lot of stories of like stormtroopers and people like seeing the Emperor and being like this de- this decrepit old. They don't know that he was a, a senator from Naboo. Yeah, they don't. They know there's the emperor, but they, and then they see him and they're like, "This monster is who we're following." Because there's no pictures from 23 years ago. <laughs> well, just because that's how old Luke was, right? <laughs> <laughs> when he, when he, in Return of the Jedi, yeah. that's the one that I have somebody pointing out on the. Uh, like when you think of Empire, you think of like this like ancient long, you know, and it's yeah. and, and it's and in the original trilogy, it feels like the Empire has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, they make you feel like this has been a, an oppressive force for a very long time. Right. No, it's been twenty three years. Yeah, Luke and Leia are <laughs> both fifty three in Rise of Skywalker. Neither one of them aged very well, if that's the case. They're <laughs> both Luke, in their in their sixties. Well, they let they, they, they let exciting lives. Yeah, but the yeah, like yeah. Luke, Luke is supposed to be in his early twenties in Return of the Jedi, which no, means I know. That he was nineteen. He was the, born the first one. at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and so you know Palpatine took over as the Emperor like a year earlier. Yeah, yeah. the Empire has isn't really that old anyway. But then you see Episode Nine. Well, and that and means you, that, and you go, that let's let's that, talk about Episode Nine. Now. Ray, and then, and then Ray was see, conceived after Mace Windu butt faceified Palpatine. Yeah, <laughs> ew. So then, so then <laughs> you see Episode Nine. Children. Huh? She's a granddaughter. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Her her father was conceived after he was butt faceified by Mace Windu. He's, no. he's a powerful yeah, man. People did the math. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. How do they know the math? Dude could be 50 years old. Well, because we see him and he looks like he's maybe 35 at tops. Anyway. So then you see episode nine. And then, and then this mystery gets revisited and says, actually, it is. Maybe she just force poked her. Yeah, Could have. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what maybe that's how Anakin came about. Yep, but they haven't told us that. So maybe I'm, Anakin I'm is actually a Palpatine. <gasps> oh, <laughs> he's not. Then they're all he's Skywalkers, not. and he's I'm not. angry. He's not. <laughs> anyway, he's not. Don't all the it. Skywalkers are Palpatines, and all the Palpatines are Skywalkers. And now Craig's angry. Let's talk about the ninth movie. But <laughs> then you see Episode Nine. Yeah. And this mystery gets revisited, and 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 the story tells you actually no, what we said in eight isn't the thing. Actually, going back to seven, it is a, an interesting mystery, and she does have an interesting heritage. And when you, I when I see these three movies together, I get taken out of the story because it doesn't read as a coherent story to me, where there was a lie and then a revelation, and they meant to do that. I get taken out of it because it feels like a directorial tug of war. Yeah. That and it. And everybody of, has different sensitivity to getting pulled out of the story. Everybody has a different suspension of disbelief. The Disney brass not doing this the right way well, and no, sitting G- down and storyboarding JJ. out. Like, it doesn't feel like a coherent... It's J.J.'s fault. Let's, let's make it clear. No, it's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. She's the one in charge. J.J. Mm, Abrams should have said, hey, Ryan. It's both of them. You need to include these things. Here's three things they need to be in your movie. You don't think he did? Uh, I, I mean, surely these guys had conversations, right? I mean, they're if, feuding if it in wasn't, the press. If so. it wasn't in a contract, it didn't happen, okay. and Ryan Johnson got paid. Well, I guess it's, stun- it's stunning to me. Like after the It last- should have been in a contract and said, when you write this story and you direct, you have to, and you have to write it into the story, mm-hmm. and you have to film it, and you have to feature it prominently, and you can't cut out in editing. 
these three things. But now is, is that on JJ to put that in the contract or is that on Lucasfilm to put that in the contract? Well, everybody, but I because, think because it's, it's to Lucasfilm it's, to put it in the contract, but JJ is the one who's got the vision for the story that he should have talked to Ryan. Well, see, anyway, it's, it's, we're, it's let's stunning talk about the ninth movie, but about the ninth movie, it's all stunning. the people that are, that were responsible giant umbrella. It should have been planned out from advance. All yes. three movies. Well, It's stunning to me that apparently and it clearly was, I guess I didn't understand these directors have so much authority to, to craft the story and the dialogue and everything themselves to my understanding is there's the Lucasfilm story group and they're in charge of making sure the movies and the shows and the games and the books and the comics are all kind of consistent in a way in crafting all this stuff. So in my mind, I figure the directors come in and they say, this is the story we're telling you direct this movie. Now, is that apparently when the the group that John Favreau's apparently when these directors come in, they get to just like Ryan Johnson talked about sitting with Leia and talking about what her dialogue is going to be and what makes sense for the character. And I was thinking like, do they not give you a script? That's the story they want to tell. And so between, and so when you hit episode nine and apparently JJ has broad authority to, to overwrite or revisit. And it, I appreciate, I liked the movie. I like the rise of Skywalker. I like the things that it revisits from last Jedi and, and course corrects on what feels like a course correction to me. It's just, it's, it's, it's feels disjointed in a way. I kind of wish the rise of Skywalker was two movies. And that was seven, eight, and nine. And there's a more coherent yeah. through line between all three of them, you know? But, I mean, it, it, it packed a lot of Star Wars. I mean, of all the Star Wars movies, there's more Star Wars in that Star Wars it's movie than Star any Wars-iest. other Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the Star Warsiest Star Wars movie I've ever seen. I was, it is a breakneck pace from beginning to end. Very pleasantly surprised yeah. that it was able to accomplish everything that it did. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen enough people complain that you know, like it was it was so breakneck and just action just th- they went from this thing to this thing to this thing and there was no it's like a bunch and there of... was no character development and I was like well, you a were watching the same movies man. Like every in between every single big action sequence there yep. was significant character development oh, yeah. it just wasn't five and ten minute scenes yeah it was done in two minutes it, it, it was almost like a bunch of Star Wars vines all like done compiled quick. together the, 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 <laughs> the character the character development there was was quick yeah. Um, and then they got onto the rest of the, the action. Yeah, um, you know, they, 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 I feel they dropped the ball on a few things. Um, they never, I don't know what they were thinking in editing. Like they never paid off. Um, what Finn was going to tell was, Ray? What, what was so important that Finn had to tell Ray? They never yeah. paid that off. And why the hell? Well, they did sort of. Why if... the hell didn't Ray patch up Poe's arm? We just learned that she can heal a gigantic space worm thing, <laughs> right. and he's got a laser blaster to his arm, and he's walking around. Right. And, well, for you know, and she couldn't a just minute go, afterwards, and then she didn't just acknowledge go, that he'd been shot. She couldn't shot. just go whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and give all like a teeny tiny bit of her life force <laughs> to patch up her buddy, the guy who's about to become the general right. that's going to lead the single largest assault on on a, a fascist organization that the galaxy has ever seen. Well, how much cooler? How much cooler is it if he pilots that X-wing with the one arm and the other one in the sling? <laughs> <laughs> well, couldn't just do a little whoop. <laughs> Apparently, the thing Finn All was right. going to say was that he is force sensitive. Yeah, supposedly. That's well, here's the thing. He did say it. He says it in a great. way because thanks the, for telling us that, JJ. Through the rest of the movie, he keeps movie. saying, well, look, "I look, have a look. feeling. Yeah. I just, I feel it. I know it because look, I he, feel it. This he, is what we need to do." He didn't spell it out and say like, "I'm force sensitive." But the first time through watching the movie, I came out of it thinking like. You guys think that Finn might have been force sensitive because of these I couple things that, that happened? F- I thought that in episode seven. Yeah. But the second, but the I s- didn't need him making a big deal of like, oh, I'm going to tell you something later. I'm going to tell you something later. 
I, un- I understand that. But <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is, after I come out of the first time I see Rise of Skywalker, I leave and I think, I wonder if they were hinting that Finn might have been force sensitive. <laughs> the second time I see the movie, with that in mind, I realize it slaps you in the face uh-huh. the whole way. Yeah. The second time I came out and was like, they were really heavy handed with Finn being force sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> flying by you so fast and so rapid that the second time through i realized like oh yeah they were really heavy-handed about finn being the thing about it the thing and and i agree and that's true but at the same time him saying that he had something important to tell ray didn't have to have anything to do with him being force sensitive it could have been an important plot point that they just never bothered to get to true true there were a couple of moments where i turned why why even put that in there just let him be feeling it all the time and and the star wars fans all put it together after a second view and be like oh yeah yeah you remember how he wielded a lightsaber in the seventh movie uh-huh. right like like it was like second nature to and him? and and kind of held his own against kylo ren for, okay. a, for a couple of minutes until he, he got ripped up a little yeah strafed up the back um because <laughs> that's how lightsabers work yeah and uh no that talking about the breakneck pace that the movie runs along there were a couple of moments where i leaned over to allison to say Hey, is that so and so? Like the actor or the actress, there's so much stunt casting. Yeah. And that when I turned back, I had missed something. Oh, crap. What did I just miss? <laughs> you know, for the half second that I turned my head. Yeah. And I was so like, I can't keep doing that. I got to. So, in general. Prop my eyes open yeah. and stare straight ahead <laughs> so for the ge- next two hours. In general, hours. I enjoyed it. I thought. Um... It did a good job of wrapping things up, yeah. wrapping up the things that it had to wrap up. Um, Do you feel like it negates um, the end of Return of the Jedi in any way? Do you think that that Anakin being presented as the chosen one, and in the end he brings balance to the Force by turning on the Emperor and and all that? Do you feel like the story of Episode Nine kind of kind of chips away something his something because Luke Luke and Anakin didn't finish it? Yeah. Do you think? Um, no, not necessarily, because there's there's ways you can you can rationalize this. Well, in it's, your it's head. never it's never clearly defined what balance of the balance you know balancing the Force is. There's different right. ideas I, of what that I, even I don't, I don't, Well, I think it I was, don't actually even care about that phrasing. This, I think that the defeat of the Emperor and then having him come back is maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of a cheat. But the prequels introduce us to Darth Plagueis, who supposedly right. Oh, it totally makes death. sense with all of yeah. the bringing the healing and force and they re, and they revisit that line in Episode Nine of the dark side is the pathway to many. It's just an, it's just another extension of the increasing powers of the Force. That right. obviously we were going to get to this point that was. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, that, foreshadowed back in Revenge of the Sith, right? and that and that what Anakin did by throwing the Emperor off the you know down the giant hole of mm-hmm. uh, and and the Luke, Death Star and Luke's um, bringing his father back from the dark side and all of the things that happened in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. were important in that it kept the Emperor from becoming even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he had was sidelined re- for thirty re- years. He had to regenerate. Yeah. yeah. Um and if if he had managed to continue to become more powerful, then nobody would have been able to defeat him, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so what they did thirty years ago helped Ray be able to defeat him now. Mm. And I think what this what this last Which, episode in a way, answers makes him a better villain. Mm. Because it means that like this wasn't just something that you could just go, Okay, I'm gonna go pew pew, you're dead, and it's all done. No, it's like you gotta right. gotta beat this guy down a bunch of times. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I think I think the answer to the question of what is how does balance come to the force, I think this movie answered that at the end with the concept of you know a light side vessel for all of the Jedi and a dark side vessel for all of the Sith. Yeah. 
and you know how Palpatine was trying to goad Ray into strike striking him down so that he could inhabit her and bring all of the the dead Sith with him now, that was into new... her body, but then all the dead Jedi mm-hmm. teamed up and put themselves into Ray so that she could defeat too. him. The idea, the idea of this of Palpatine embodying all of the Sith. Before well, if you look him. back, it cast, at the, though... it cast the rule of two in a different light. That the the way of the Sith going back to Darth Revan is there's a there's master always and an, an, apprentice, an apprentice, and the apprentice sure. strikes down the master and then creates a new apprentice of that building up of dark side power as, as you know, the Sith every time an apprentice kills its master, away. all of the all former of the masters then, come into that. Uh, yeah. That, that new and the master. idea of how can, how can this one Sith Lord be more powerful than, than all of these, all these Jedi, all these force users. And it's like, it's this unnatural stacking up of, of dark side power from one generation to the next. Well, if you look at it, the, those scenes on the death star with the emperor and Luke and Vader mm-hmm. in return of the Jedi, all of the stuff that, Palpatine is telling Luke about striking me down in anger and all that, mm-hmm. goading him into killing him. That mm-hmm. you could read it as he he wanted Luke to do it because he knew that he could inhabit Luke mm-hmm. and do what he ended you know what he was trying to do with Ray. Yeah, you can read it that way, right? And and the you know all the Sith, all the Jedi, you know the, the Emperor is destroyed and Ray is killed too. You yeah, know, they're all in but in this one moment and they're both destroyed. Enter, enter Ben Solo, Ben Solo, who then you know sacrifices himself to allow Ray a second chance at life because he has been either kept alive or brought back himself. Yeah, by Leia's sacrifice. We talk about what a, what a, just what an amazing actor Adam Driver turned out to be at the end of this trilogy. I, I, I feel like Ky, just the Kylo Ren's journey across all three movies is this um, this amazing through line through all three of these. And somebody and you, pointed and you, out that, 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 that moment when he, he brings Ray back mm-hmm. and they, they kiss. It's the only time he ever smiles in all yeah. three movies. You never see him smile. Well, I feel like until that, that point, that whole, like you realize from him throwing the lightsaber, you know, his, his dark side lightsaber into, into the ocean, arriving at Exegol, all of that. He only ever says, ow, he has. He only says one word. It's when he jumps onto the chain and he says "ow." That whole sequence, <laughs> he never speaks. And yeah. and to me, watching, you know, having seen that twice now, he's a vast. He he's a. It's a different character. I mean, he's Ben Solo. There's so there's so much that he's left behind, and there's so much there's so much Han Solo that I think is added to his performance. Oh, and that's the. I think running running with the blaster and the no look blaster shot. It, it, to me is is you know, even when he hits the chain and, and says, says ow that's a Han totally Solo Han Solo thing. yeah when he has the lightsaber surrounded yeah. by the absolutely you're absolutely right he is, he is playing Han Solo's after, son at that point after Ray kisses him and there's that smile it's this goofy Han Solo smile yeah. like at the end of Return of the Jedi and he, yep. he somehow he weaves all that in with no dialogue mm-hmm. like with Except he, he doesn't speak just yeah. the word ow and it's amazing. Which might to have me. just been Adam Driver going out. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a rough stunt. <laughs> but you know, just and, that, hey, that's funny. Let's that leave whole that in. Sequence, yeah. like, like Ben Solo to me just comes across as such a different person mm-hmm. than across the board than Kylo Ren, and he does it without dialogue. It's 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 amazing to me, having seen it. I mean, it's 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 you really do feel like, oh, that's who Ben Solo would have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's it's a nice painting of what the dark side does to a person. Yeah. It's like the meth of the Star Wars universe. Because well, well, here's the thing. We only have, we only ever see two other characters basically cross to the dark side. 
um, we see Palpatine, but he's when we meet Palpatine, he's already kind of power hungry and he's mm-hmm. a politician and we kind of don't like him. Yeah. Um, and we also know where everything's going. But right. then we see, you know, but then we also see Anakin and Anakin goes from from it being an innocent young boy to being um, kind of a disgruntled teenager type yeah. who's angry that he's not getting the chance to prove himself and then becoming, you know, what he does and doing what everything that he does in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, and people, but ultimately people deride, for, for people deride a, a Hayden reason. Christensen for the acting and how the actors were directed and everything. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as the di- good as the it, dialogue perhaps, wasn't the best. It wasn't as good as it could have been. He did it for love. Perhaps could have been. Right. But we finally got to see that played out with Adam Driver and I remember mm-hmm. thinking back when they were hearing when I first heard of casting for episode 7 through 9 and I was like the guy from Girls right I'm like really like that angsty millennial like oh no we're what? going down that road again well, the thing and is, then what, what and then I... it was he was a little you know he was angsty kind of like there were there was a little bit too much comedy to him in the first one where he kind of throws some tantrums and stuff and i was well, a little well, bit worried me, but then but then in eight and nine i was like i'm right there with you it's like i, I saw a whole through line of a character he got more well, and more focused he got darker and darker and then what, he finally he changed significantly right. at the end when he became ben again what i appreciate about his performance in episode seven is that to me the character is someone that that feels he fears he's never going to live up to his grandfather he's never going to live up to darth vader's He's got that melted mask sitting there. Yeah, he's never going to live up to... He sees Darth Vader and it's like, am I ever going to be that powerful? Am I ever going to be that guy? And it's the first first thing that Rey notices about him when she's able to force read his mind. You're never going to be that powerful. That's his greatest fear. And as an actor, can you imagine being handed like, hey, by the way, you're going to be the next Darth Vader. (laughs) And does that... You got to imagine that strikes you as like, like, am, am I going to be able to pull that off? Yeah. And I, I almost get that in his performance of it. Like, it's like the actor and the character kind of approaching it the same way. It's like, am I ever going to live up to this character, to this person, to this figure? And then you see in nine, you know, by the time you get there, you're like, he really did. Like to me, the performance and the character both lived up to the legacy of who that character and who that, you know, that figure was in this story. I, I just, it, I don't know. I feel like he's he's at the core of this of this trilogy, and I think it's it's amazing. his journey and Ray's journey both are I think fantastic. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Plus Lando, Lando, <laughs> Lando was great, man. He Lando was, great. was like it, he, did he you, came in, he started talking, and I was like, "Yep, that's Lando." Lando. Yeah, did you like, like, you knew totally... you knew under the mask that was him, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Like, yeah. Well, because well, and you know for how much you want to fault it one way or the other, yeah. Each of the movies have parallels to the original trilogy yeah. and that's that's the reveal of lando being in jamba's palace that's yeah. like we've got lando hiding behind him that's mask exactly again. what i thought that's i thought exactly oh, what oh, that i was. hope that's lando <laughs> i hope that's this is a reference to jedi in jamba's palace and sure enough it was i do feel like yeah. i mean obviously there were a lot of scenes you got to figure that you got the sense that oh this would have been leia in this scene this would have been leia with this plot point this way and i feel like lando showing up and talking to Poe and Poe's like, how did you guys do it? And he's like, well, we had each other. Like you kind of, I got a sense of like, like that might've, that probably would have been Leia's moment, but maybe I, but slotting Lando into that, I thought was great. Like, you know, Han having the scene on the death star, Lando having that scene. I thought they doled out these moments to the right characters at the right times. Cause just that scene with Lando and Poe where it's like, we had each other, you know, it's just such a, I thought it was a great moment. It was a great use of Lando. You know the moment that actually got me, that really got me, really surprised me after it happened, mm-hmm. was when um, when Han, because I was I wasn't no I don't think anybody was expecting Han no to show up totally again. that was, a, that, that was a great total shocker great that they kept that secret oh yeah so Han pops back in he has a little talk with his son and 
It's um, basically and, a re- and ben redoing is, of the scene of them on that catwalk. Yeah, yeah. They, they ben revisit. Has, ben has just returned, and he makes at the this right point. choice. Yes. Yeah, and Ben is 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 you know the the weight of what he's done to his father and and what he's done with his whole life thus far yeah. and killing his father and everything is is weighing on him so heavily that he can't bring himself to say I love you. And he just looks at him like he's trying to say something. Yeah. And then Han says, I know. I know. And I'm like, there we go. Yep. Right. That's it. Waterworks. There that's, you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the moment. That's that's Cloud City. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. And I appreciate they didn't make him a force ghost. Like, no, I'm your, I'm your memory. It's a different. This would have been Leia's force ghost, but you're not, you know, I'm a memory. It's a different thing. Like, okay. Thanks for the consistency there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that whole, that whole thing. I mean, it was the same way with me. It was like, oh god, don't cry, don't cry at this. <laughs> Not now. Yep. You know, I teared up. I did. You just father and son. As soon as the cam- <laughs> the camera pans around and it and it's on, and you're like, oh, yeah, might as well okay. have been Rudy getting carried off the field. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, or uh, uh, Kevin Costner's the dad showing up on having a catch and to have a catch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if he tur- What if he turned the lightsaber on and killed him again? Holy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Would have been something. No, man. I, Speaking th- of lightsabers, that whole yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a lightsaber. We got lightsabers here today. Yeah, these are these are the old school Hasbro lightsabers with the lights- with the pull button. I have a Sith lightsaber. It's by design. <laughs> Thanks. Got a red blade. <laughs> I have a green blade. You do. And you have the blue one. Is that which one is that? This is Anakin's. That's Anakin's. Okay. That is uh, that's a Vader saber. That's Vader's. And that this is, is Mace, Win- Mace Windu's oh, hilt with, 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 with a green. green blade. All of the 2002 Attack of the Clones lightsabers were the same hilt. Ah. Yeah. So what happened to Luke's green lightsaber? I don't know that we know. We um, see we see it in the scene where he's training Leia. Is it is it on that's the? That's it. Is it? Underwater, where the his Tie Fighter was. No, no, <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird misnomer because they they, they kind of present Anakin Saber as being Luke's lightsaber in, in the sequel trilogy, and it's like, well, it's not really his. He only had right. it for a little bit. Well, it's there's not, you know that's a, that's another mystery unsolved is how did Maz Katana Maz Kanata get end up with, with Anakin's? I, Anakin's no, lightsaber. I think I think there's an explanation. End up for with that. Luke's the, the lightsaber that Luke I, lost I, in I think, City. I think in one of the comics they that doesn't oh, help. Okay. Doesn't help. Got to be in the movie. Doesn't count if it's not in the movie. No, it counts. No, it sorry. all counts. No, you can be a anyway, movie only guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whole canon guy. Anything anyway, it's canon. I want to know. Anyway, the uh, the uh, I think the explanation for what happened to the green lightsaber from Return of the Jedi is very easy to just make that decision in your head. He threw it away when he abandoned yeah. the Jedi way. When he left, yeah. he got rid of it. He said, "Just not- like just like he did when Ray handed him Anakin's, but he yeah, tosses, he tosses it over his shoulder. But he, yeah. but he kept Leia's saber." He's, you know, still mm. it's his sister. You know? What would you think of her burying those at the at the old Skywalker homestead on Tatooine at the end? Well, I think that's that's she, her she, establishing that as as the the new Jedi Temple. Really? Right. That's the same spot where they bury Shmi. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like the same area they bury her. She buries those two Skywalker lightsabers. Huh. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought her new lightsaber looks awesome. Oh yeah, it's like clearly the top it's, part of that staff. It's of her. part of her there, staff, and the way yeah. the way she you slide it and it like it's such a cool looking. There may saber. be there may be. It's got like the the fabric around the middle. They may. It's, it's like a it's like a dark wooden kind of looking saber. It's they like, may have like a future importance for that. 
And it's but, yellow. No, 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 not that. Yeah, that's where they, where they bear, where she buried oh, the, the lightsabers. Right. I think the burial of the lightsabers was very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, all of us saying goodbye to Luke and Leia mm. and burying them. Um, and it was her taking it back. It was her back on Tatooine so that we started on Tatooine. We mm-hmm. end on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, it was, you know, uh, a little bit of, and maybe this is all, this is reaching, but, you know, this whole adventure began with two people who died there mm. when yep. Uncle, Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew were killed. Yeah. None of, you know, the, 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 the you know, four, four, four through nine, that whole story um, began with, mm-hmm. like, you know, Luke would have never left. Luke was a good boy. Yeah. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have left. No. If that's his aunt and uncle hadn't been killed. That's the dichotomy between... He would have stayed there to work as a, Ray's like a journey, good son. Ray's journey and Luke's journey. Of Luke's journey of having having family, losing that, and then seeking something else. And then Ray never having family and seeking that. Yep. It's kind of well, like the and two. And with the fact that Skywalkers and, and Palpatines ended up being important to the story across the breadth of it. Mm-hmm. You know, family. And, well, in the solo or well, the, kind of the solos, the, you know. Like the dark side. Family used, was a. The dark side used a Skywalker to destroy the Jedi. And the, the the light side used a Palpatine to destroy the Sith. Yep. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. A little a few little things kind of like eh. <laughs> felt a little bit Indiana Jonesy, like chasing after the artifact. Mm. <laughs> like I was just waiting for like okay, now we're gonna have a galactic map, right? And we're gonna have a a, 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 a little red line going. Dun, 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 dun. They travel <laughs> right. from planet to planet. <laughs> we gotta find the MacGuffin in the first act. <laughs> um, and there was a part of me that was kind of like. Eh, but then, you know, once I, I kind of, you know, just, yeah. I only had that moment or briefly and then I kind of well, got know, into I, it. I, I, you guys heard the story of, of um, and the, uh, in all the ships, you know, showing up at the you end. heard the story of Luke of, of that Harris, got me Harrison like, Yeah. yeah! <laughs> the story of uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill filming A New Hope with, with their hair. You guys heard this story before? No. The sto- I've heard it a couple times. I don't know if it's true or not, but the story goes that Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill were, they were filming episode four, you know, the, A New Hope, the original. And it was one of the, the Death Star scenes, and they're standing there in the Stormtrooper armor. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, and Mark Hamill, the story goes, Mark Hamill turns to Harrison Ford and says, isn't this the scene right after the trash compactor? Shouldn't our hair be wet? And Harrison Ford kind of... Can I say the cl- line? Yeah. Because I can cl- kind of do a Harrison Ford claps, claps Mark Hamill on the shoulder and says... Kid, if they're paying attention to their hair, they're, we're doing the... We're, 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 how does it go? If they're paying attention... The this, this, ain't, this ain't that kind of movie. The line kid. that I've heard is, it's, it's, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't that kind of movie, kid. Yeah, the follow-up was, I think, it was... Like, kind if, of they're paying attention to their, like, if they're paying attention to our hair, we're not doing this right. Right. <laughs> like, the, the little things like that are this, not this ain't that kind of what kid. you should pay this attention to in right. these movies. And this I kind of think about that when I... This kind of movie, kid. Yeah. Because I'm a I'm a canon guy. I read the novels. I like. I want to know the whole story that comes out of Lucasfilm. I want to know what happens in the book books and the comics and i want the whole thing and so when i'm watching the movies and there's little bits that don't line up with other little bits i start to get like oh that's not consistent and then i think like <laughs> not that kind of movie kid like just <laughs> just watch just watch the movie <laughs> like just go on the ride you know it's, it's space wizards yeah yeah wizards in space and a quick and a quick side note um as we wrap this up too if you want to go see it's because it's in theaters now and will be for a little bit yet. <laughs> quite a while probably um, no no no, not this another movie kurt oh. and i went the next day <laughs> oh yeah uh, went right back up to the same theater saw cats. Uh, complex no <laughs> cats. no we went and saw knives out oh i've heard really good things about that spectacular ryan johnson movie i've heard it's great yeah, i heard it's i hear so he makes good. good movies that aren't star wars <laughs> 
<laughs> he made a very good Star Wars movie. No, he made a very good movie, a very good space wizard movie that should not have been a Star Wars movie. <laughs> anyway. What's, um, it, what's it about? What's Knives it? Out is a... Uh, it's it like is, Clue, right? It kind of. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic whodunit mystery, mm-hmm. uh, murder mystery mm-hmm. about a rich family. Um, the patriarch of the family dies. So is it a drama? Or... It's a drama. Okay. It's got some comedic elements to it. It's got okay. some very funny stuff in there. But it's a... It's Suspense? A, uh, it's a suspense. Yeah. It's a suspense and a twisty kind of drama, as far because you've got this the the rich patriarch of this family dies, and then all of the you know so the the, the de- detectives are trying to figure out if it was murder or suicide, um, and then you've got your you're introduced to his family, including like you know the the married intos and the kids and all this, and they're all just kind of like every one of them is like at least. Everyone ranges on the despicable scale from like three to ten. <laughs> they're all at least somewhat despicable, mm-hmm. and there's like so there's power plays of like like they're trying to like uh-huh. you know they they all had their problems with dad, and so they all potentially be a murderer. And you find out at the end they all killed him together. Um, no, it is it is really <laughs> cleverly plotted. Gotcha. The performances are great. Um, any any actors in it that people recognize? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig is the okay. is the is the dete- the, the the kind of chief detective character gumshoe um he's uh well there's more to it than that but he's the he's the one who's doing all the 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 bulk of the questioning um doing a southern accent that's really good um yeah it's not it's not like all house of cardsy no and it's (laughs) (laughs) it's not like what hollywood thinks southern people sound like no it's a solid southern accent and like like, uh, jamie lee curtis is so is, is it is it in the south is it a uh no okay. he's just okay. he's southern he's, he's just southern. southern um okay um jamie lee curtis is in it um michael shannon okay uh who was general zod yeah that really severe looking guy yeah um with the big head big square head <laughs> um let me think who else is all in there uh ricky lindholm's actually in a small part which i was like is that ricky lindholm man wow. <laughs> um who am i missing don johnson Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly good. Well, I shouldn't say that because he was in the Watchmen thing recently, and he was really good in that too. Who's Don Johnson Watchmen? is a much better actor than I think people give him who, credit who for. With Miami Vice, uh, he's the sh- the was he sh- uh, police the chief the sheriff? Oh, oh, the um. Don't go, don't go, don't go too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's very prominent early on. Yeah. Um, particularly, but and, uh, and yeah, there's. Have you seen Watchmen? It was a really solid, and 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 some younger the movie, no, some, the show, no. Some Ooh, younger, newer actors that, like, gotcha. yeah, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, watch it for the uh, there's there's some there's some great humor. There's <laughs> occasional references to the masturbating Nazi. That's ah. that's fun. <laughs> one I'll just one... intrigue you with that, like yeah. the the masturbating Nazi. Yeah, that's an important gotcha. point. It's an important plot point. What are we talking about now? The movie <laughs> or Watchmen? Out, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> so so last last question, real quick. What just briefly, you know, quickly. What would you like to see out of the next Star Wars movie, whatever it is? Something like, that has absolutely nothing to do with any of the characters totally we've met thus far. Do you want? Would you want it set after Rise of Skywalker, or like don't old, care, like like Old Republic? It could be anywhere, like like at way this point. Before. I want. I during, really don't care. Uh, okay. it, it could. It, I would be okay with it being anywhere. If I had to choose, I would say I want it somewhere during the Empire slash First Order, so we can kill stormtroopers. Okay. Okay. I want there to be an identifiable bad guy. Okay. Um, if it's going to be a one shot, I feel it probably is best set like that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a new trilogy, I think putting it outside, because then you got three movies to kind of build a right. villain or right. the, you know right. the, who the bad guys right. are, who the you know whatever the 
you could have you know a gang or mm-hmm. some military force or you could you know spend time on it but if you're going to do a one shot movie mm-hmm. i think it's probably best to be like okay let's throw some stormtroopers in there <laughs> right. so we know who the right, bad right, guys right. are yeah <laughs> kind of a mandalorian thing but you then. can kind of do the you know it does it does the heavy lifting for you it does the work i don't have to spend all this time just describing you to see, you who you the see, bad guys you are stormtroopers you, know you know who the bad guys are yeah gotcha okay Oh, wasn't it great hearing the Imperial March again? <laughs> After being deprived of that for, for two movies? Well, there was no Empire for <laughs> those couple movies, so yeah. yeah. Well, you had to have the Emperor to get the Imperial March. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. It was. <laughs> the, mu- the music, you know. You can watch a lot. Like, Star- most Star Wars movies, you can watch them without dialogue. And, just and know which it, one it is from watch, the music. Just watch them with the music, and the story holds up. Oh, yeah. You can follow what's happening in the movie just based on the music. Is this John Williams' last job, you think? You think he's retiring after this? I would. He's like 87. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's old. He's been this close to retiring for like 10 years. Yeah, but he's... Like they keep bringing him back. To he's like stuff. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He's, I not, think he's, somebody, gonna, he's just hanging in there. Somebody guessed at his the age Queen in the... In right. the <laughs> In our last episode, and thought he was approaching eighty, he's actually approaching ninety. Wow! I looked it up. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, three years till the next movie. There'll be there'll be more Disney Plus shows between now and then. What is the next movie? They're, they're still doing I, the twenty twenty two. Yeah, there's gonna they, they've they've announced dates in twenty two, twenty four, and twenty six. Okay. And presumably, it's episode ten and twenty two. I don't think they know. I don't think they've decided. I thought it was all do. it was all up in the air at this point. Yeah, I, I think that that's still. I think I think the story is that Kathleen Kennedy approached Bob Iger and was like, "Are you cool with us taking like a break from pushing out movies? <laughs> like, just giving us a couple years to like figure things out." You know, do like, all that yeah, planning okay. we should have done five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I well, think, I, and I think the man and without you know talking plot or anything, I think the Mandalorian is great. It's awesome. I think it's some of the best Star Wars of the of the Disney era. It's some like. The second two seasons of the Rebels show and Mandalorian, I think, are the best Star Wars of the Disney era. Did you watch and the so, whole thing? Mandalorian? Mandalorian? Yes. Okay. But don't... You know. No, no, no. No okay. spoilers. But there, there, there is a, a derogatory um, uh, joke at the expense of Gungans. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. That, so you know, you know that Jon Favreau gets it. Gun- Gungans are people, too. <laughs> I know. But you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I think, are the two have shown Ahmed, themselves I think to be the two best. Ahmed Best just took a job. I have nothing he against just Ahmed to get Best. Paid. The two, I, I, I have problems with the CGI characters. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni are the two like best. Oh, and the writing and directing George to be the Lucas. best Star Wars storytellers of this era right now. And so anything Dave Filoni has his hands in, well, John, Fav- John Favreau with. is pretty much hitting on all cylinders on oh, everything he's done yeah. for the last twenty years. Oh yeah. He, he's, he knows he's how reason. to direct a guy in a mask. That's for sure. Yeah, he's the reason the MCU exists. There is he, him, and Robert and and Robert Downey Jr. are the reason the MCU exists. Because if they had made that movie and it had not done well, yeah, they, yeah, they it, wouldn't we, have kept the making MCU, them. Well, they might have kept making stuff, but they would have completely retooled and tried something else. But they made an Iron Man movie in it. Well, you think it, about like and it did well, and it was like because like the right director was there to yeah. helm it, and because they found the right actor to helm it. Oh. Helmet um, and they brought in an actor who was like poised in just the right spot for yeah. like that you know resurgence of of his career, and he was like he was well known, but he was so well. You think and he could, we knew he could play that character, and he was well known enough, but he wasn't going to overshadow the movie because he was too well known, at least not at the start. Um, yeah, well, and see that's huge, obviously, but it's all like in the context of that. Chef was also fantastic. 
Like even the little things that he takes on his passion projects are like, Oh, great. chef is really good. Chef yeah. is great. You know, and so to think about like movie that he did. Yeah. It's because the MCU and this indie movie he did was fantastic. Yeah. Oh. It's a little tiny indie movie, little tiny indie movie With that him he, and Sophia he, star, he stars in, he casts Sophia Vergara as his ex-wife. So but he, uh, but a bunch so of a bunch do scenes with Sophia Vergara. A bunch of his friends come in and do cameos, like like Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. And he kind of just like invited all his friends down, <laughs> like come be in this it's movie. A, I'm just, doing. It's a little indie movie about a guy that has a food. John, John Leguizamo <laughs> is in it. He's great. Okay. 2014. Co-starring it's, John Leguizamo's effed up teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an excellent movie. I've seen it a number of times. Anyway, oh, yeah. Craig, you will be happy to know that uh, Allison and I are in uh, season two of Silicon Valley. Nice. Ah, it's a great show. Yes. Yeah, do, you, do, you, do you feel like they landed made, the plane on that one? Uh, I think, well, it went with, the, with the finale? Yeah. I they, was, they feel like they landed the plane in that when series? When the finale got done, initially, like when, it, when I wrapped it up and the, the closing credits are running, I'm like, really? Yeah. And then about a half hour later, I was like, no, that was perfect. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was absolutely, absolutely right. perfect. Yeah. That is exactly where that absolutely had to go. Absolutely right. Okay, yeah. great. I had, I had the same reaction. <laughs> I was angry for about a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that I, that, I can, that I can handle for another four and a half seasons. It's a so great, let's see, it's let's a see you're in show. your second season. So you got, you've, got, you've gone past the Hang second. on. No, your the, first season was the, you know, ends well. Last episode, and, or second and, to last episode, tech, is the tech, tech crunch, the world's right? the world's yeah. longest master the world's longest masturbation tip to tip, joke. Uh, yeah. efficiency. tip to tip efficiency optimal right. tip to tip efficiency right. yeah with yeah. the world's longest well hang on the measurement we're looking for joke. really is <laughs> to floor, <laughs> floor. Call, call that D two F hey guys are different girth sizes going to affect how he <laughs> people off <laughs> it's Jared <laughs> yeah he's like crap I think so yeah, I think it would. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, I think this is the most reliable metric for stamina. <laughs> and and all that discussion leads to... And all the math yeah, on the board. Leads right. to a breakthrough in compression algorithms. Yeah. Middle out. <laughs> Middle out. <laughs> Which he throws together in one night. That doubles the best uh, Weissman score ever well, recorded. The, the great thing about that joke uh... is that it ends about three times mm. and then goes more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Look. the first thing I ever saw of that show. I saw a YouTube clip of that. Yeah, that's like, the first thing I ever saw. I guess too. I got to watch this show now. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, Allison, we got to stay up and watch one more episode. It has the funniest scene ever on television. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't so, think it was that funny. She thought by, it was by funny. The sec- by the second season, you're, we're, we're getting a, a fairly well into Jared and his yeah. offhanded comments about his backstory. Yes, yes yeah. those have started. That that ramps up, and that you know it takes about till like have the, you met, have you met the second season before that really gets going, and then it's and, the and, and it's pretty strong. The what? The douchebag, Russ Hanneman. Yeah, yeah. You met him the yet? guy. He was uh, he was the microphone the boom he, operator yeah. from season nine of The Office. And when he meets Jared, when he meets Jared, when Russ Hanneman comes over and meets all the guys after he's met, he meets Richard at his car. At the Hulu right, campus, right, and then later he's driving the orange McLaren. Yeah, and later he comes over and he meets all the guys and he makes comments about them and he kind of blows off Ehrlich. Right. What is what is he? I don't remember what he says about Jared exactly. <laughs> this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> this guy though. Am I right? This Am I right? Guy. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's where I am right now. And uh, oh, that's a and show. and um, like I see, I see, like when I watch that show, when when uh Gilfoyle talks i'm like that's mike yeah that's like almost everything that comes out of Gilfoyle's mouth is mike 
Really? Oh, thanks. Because <laughs> he's, he's he's just like he's just so mean. <laughs> that's funny. But, but that, he's not trying to be. He's just that's how he is. That's funny on on two levels that you say that. <laughs> One is that I really like the character of Gilfoyle. And two, Allison really dislikes the character of Gilfoyle. <laughs> well, she better she better strap in because Gilfoyle doesn't go anywhere. Gilfoyle just keeps getting better. She's like, I don't like I don't like that character. And I'm like, but Martin Starr is awesome. We we love him and everything. He was great in Party Down. She's like, well, that was a different character. I don't like this character. And Craig, I think you just pointed out why. Just like you, because <laughs> he's just like me. Um, sort of he's like an aspect and now you have to now i'm going to point this out and you're going to not be able to not see it okay when you're watching pay attention to how often he either has a beer in his hand or he always has a cereal yeah he always yeah i noticed the beer thing i didn't notice the cereal he eats cereal like every other episode does that he's walking around with a bowl of cereal does that make are you supposed to be his dinesh (laughs) make me dinesh Uh, does Mike insult? Does Mike insult me constantly, and well, I also kind of insult him a little bit? And but I'm, Dinesh, but, but, Dinesh gets but Dinesh, annoyed at a lot of people. But Dinesh, Dinesh's Dinesh's thing is that he thinks he's a good person, right? <laughs> but he's really not, right? <laughs> so maybe you're not the best judge of whether you're Dinesh. Someone else has to tell you if you're Dinesh or not. I, I don't <laughs> need know. that outside perspective. I don't know. If, I, don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have a weird enough. Uh, life growing up to be Jared. Right, I didn't um, either. I don't think I'm socially awkward enough to be Richard. Mm. Um, I'm not... Uh, maybe There's, I am? Am I well, pompous? Richard am I, is, am is I pompous, kind of guy... Am I pompous enough to be Ehrlich? Well, but hang on, hang on. Richard, <laughs> Richard is the kind of guy that figures out that someone uses spaces instead of tabs and, like, can't get over it in someone else. Yeah, he get he gets hung up on stuff. Yeah. So he is... He, like, he's a guy that can sweat the small stuff at times. That's To me, that's his, char- his defining characteristic. The thing that I really enjoy about Ehrlich is... And you'll see it more and more as the show goes along. And this doesn't give anything away. Is that he's he's pompous. And, you know, yeah. everybody can't... Nobody can stand him. Everybody in Silicon Valley hates him. When they see him, they try to get away from him. The um, way he talks. <laughs> but he's actually really business savvy. Yeah. He knows... Like, he... Whenever they... Whenever... When somebody comes up... When somebody realizes something important has just happened, it's almost always him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make anything happen because he's just the guy who owns ten percent. Right, <laughs> <And> constantly yeah. <laughs> reminds you that he owns ten percent right. of Pied Piper. But he's the one he notices like very important things on a number of occasions because mm-hmm. he actually knows how Silicon Valley functions. Well, he's yeah. an, he's an incubator runner. Yeah, but he's he's gone through. It's like it's weird because he had the Aviato thing, uh, Aviato, 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 which you don't know what Aviato is. Yeah, um, yet I thought he described it in the first season. I don't think he ever describes it. I don't know that he does. But the point being that, like, he's been through it once before, mm-hmm. and he actually paid attention, so he knows. Like, he's the one who notices. Sir, I don't want to, you know, give anything away because you might not have gotten to it yet. But there's times when, like, important, like, yeah. really important business oriented things happens it. where he yeah. realizes what just happened. I think Jin Yang is one of the best characters. Jin Yang gets gets better and better. He's, <laughs> he's he gets, just gets better over time. <laughs> yeah, he gets great when he starts really screwing with Bachman. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a question. My, maybe my favorite Jin Yang moment, and this won't ruin it because it'll come out of nowhere when you're watching the show. Yeah. Is when, because he's, he's always just giving Bachman crap. And at one point he, uh, what's the line? He, he calls, he calls Bachman up and says, you know, in his full Jin Yang voice and, and apologies because this is his voice. And it, the, the point is that it's a Chinese guy with a Chinese accent. Greg's about to get canceled. And he's like, and he always calls him Eric. He never calls him Earl. Right. <laughs> Eric, this is your mother. 
You're not my baby. <laughs> he starts pranking him. There's one episode where he yeah. pranks him on the phone multiple times in his voice. Eric, this is your mother. You're, You're not, not my, my baby. baby. <laughs> I, I have a question about Richard. Yes. Now, I'm only halfway through season two. Okay. okay. And this is a yes or no question that you can answer with a yes or a no and, and not contain any spoilers. Please don't spoil anything for me. Well, the yes or no might be a spoiler. Uh, not really, because okay. it's just, it's not that be important. The judge of that. All right, we'll see. Does Richard develop a new medical condition each season? <laughs> That's a yes, I guess. Because um, season that, one, he has that. anxiety attacks with vomiting, and in season two, he has excessive night sweats. Um, I think so. I, I hadn't no, noticed that. No. You see that doctor a number of more no, times. No, but the doctor doesn't go away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they don't theme it per season. Something not new. really, no. no. But no. but the doctor keeps popping back up. Yeah, and and everybody, every single person that he bumps into has some idea for an app or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's including, including the doctor. Either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the joke that Silicon Valley is fit, like everyone that lives there has an has, an, has some kind of an idea or would has you, been through part of this li- process would you at like some a, point. Would you like an app that allows you to determine whether you're having a, a, an actual a, heart attack or, or a panic attack? Or a panic attack, You yeah. can just wear this little clip on your finger, or if you, don't, or, or, or if you prefer, <laughs> you can insert this Bluetooth suppository. It comes with an extraction kit. The extraction kit? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was when he showed up at TechCrunch. At the, yes. The, the battle, whatever. TechCrunch disrupt? Disrupt. Yeah. Anywho, all right, yeah. Michael. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having Mike's me, guys. On thank with you. Silicon Valley, which means he's going to be on HBO for at least another month. You're now over a year, right? Yeah, since you said no. you were going to get out of HBO. No, um, we're coming was, up on it. It was the whenever uh, Game of Thrones season eight premiered. Mm. Okay, well, late, anyway. late spring, early summer. Well, so pick, I'm probably pick, on well, month eight. Do Watchmen. Do Watchmen too before you get rid of it. Seven or eight. We'll keep you on it. I'll just keep introducing new shows to you. There you go. Anyway, Michael, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Best of luck in 2020, everybody. Uh, Tuesday, January 7th. Keep your eyes out. There'll be a Kickstarter. Let's kickstart this thing, y'all. Because on the next episode, we will be, you'll be listening to it a day after the Kickstarter began, and we will have recorded early, so I won't have anything to say <laughs> about how it's doing. Hopefully, it will be doing well. But anyway, we'll see. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. We forgot the Kevin question. Oh. We still have have time for that? I don't know. We can spend nearly two hours. That's nothing compared to last week. Yeah, but I don't want to get into whiskey. I don't want to get into a habit here. Okay. New Year's resolution. We're going to start doing two and a half hour shows. This is not going to lead to a long discussion. Yeah, that you always say that. No, you don't always say that, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that this will not lead to a long discussion. Okay. 132 question. How do you spell Matthew's last name? I want a prize. We all deserve something for making it through that. Thanks, Kevin. Matthew who? Ma- Matthew Solhoff. S O Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing. S U Yeah. L. Uh-huh. H O U G H? H O F F? There you go. S S U L H O F F? Correct. Yes. So there you go. And he wants a prize for making it through last week's episode. No. 
The prize um, is knowing that you can listen to three hours worth of Nerd Burger and still be alive. Welcome to 2020. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com um, <laughs> for game stuff that I'm working on. And not only to, can you, but you should. Go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy those game things. You should also. Also, email your best episode 10 predictions to nerdburgershow at gmail.com. There will not be an episode 10. It's done. Nah, they'll call it episode 10. Mm. Yeah, they will. They're going to call that episode 10. Nope. Yep. I don't know what they're going to call it, but I don't think they're... No, because yeah, it's done. Press the button, no, Frank. They'll call it episode 10. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Mike and Craig retcon five major points from this week's episode, and everyone just has to deal with it, because the next week's episode is going to be really good, and you won't even care wait, wait, that this, this is the last in stuff from this episode. This episode is the last Jedi episode? Is that what you're saying? I got to come back next week. <laughs> We're going to need to buy another microphone. I need three over here. Wait, does that make me Kathleen Kennedy? I don't know. I'm producing. Sure. Okay. Well, you're not George Lucas. You don't have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will accept that kind of money at any point in time from anyone, literally. Thank you. <laughs>